Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, pissing on the grave of the late Stephen Hawking, the Tigers disrespect the laws of physics and refuse to decline. Todd Greenberg promises to rub racist fans out from our great game unless they can play rugby league and can fill a need in the Broncos roster. NRL spectators can look forward to passes into the third row for generations to come as Benji Marshall welcomes Benji Marshall Jr. into the world. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round three of the 2018 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 279 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And you are basically, you're suffering from the, the July, August AIDS earlier than uh, ahead of schedule. If AIDS had a baby with Ebola yeah. and it was adopted. Raised by Hitler. Raised by SARS. <laughs> <laughs> and went to school with the fucking avian bird flu. <laughs> That's what I currently have. Yeah. So I am a product of the marvels of Western medicine, but I am here tonight. So I've got eight things that end in ephedrine <laughs> currently running through me. And so yeah, basically you you uh, ran here, <laughs> and you don't live far away, but it's still a distance that you would you much prefer to drive. <laughs> They've announced a train line, put it that way. <laughs> um, well. Welcome to all our new listeners. Welcome to our old listeners, members, Tool Nation. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, news jumped straight into it this week. Um, the Immortals and the uh, the Hall of Fame. It's funny how we were talking about it at the start of the season, and it's been. I mean, we we were we were uh, were. What do you say? We uh, yeah, we we're mentioned we, oracles. That's we, what we're well, we well, we mentioned. We were prompted to bring it up by the fact that the you know the NRL powers that be were talking about you know they're going to add a new immortal this year. Yes, and that's and and that's all good. But we were talking about the need or the want for you know better, better Hall of Fame stuff. Yep. Because while there is technically like a Hall of Fame, it's like they haven't added anyone to it since like 2006 or something yep. and even when they did it was it, it seemed like it was more like a a once off thing as they were sort of ramping up to the um the centenary yeah, in 2008 correct. and if you really i mean if you if you add a bunch of dudes to the hall of fame in 2006 and then don't touch it for another 12 years I mean, does it really mean anything? What's the fucking Someone point? Someone should keep Graham Langland's that advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it all. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Rest, rest in, in, in peace. And um, 
you know, congratulations ducking those charges by uh, pulling the old <laughs> dying <am> trick. <laughs> you got away with six months of where am I? I don't know why. <laughs> um, so anyway, t- uh, well, yesterday, uh, Greenberg has announced that uh, could be two Immortals crowned uh, this year, and then six retirees will be added to a revamped Hall of Fame this year. So... Um, Thank you to whoever at NRL HQ took on our mighty suggestion. Yeah. Now, that would, so I guess the, the good thing is I, I have a feeling that there's a bit of, you know, market testing and market research and they've come to the conclusion that, like, we can't, we can't satisfy everybody yeah. or most people with one. Yep. Because we're going to make it Mal or someone like that, and that's going to, you know, Queensland is going to be delighted in a way that they weren't when Joey was selected. Yep. But there's going to be all this, what about, blah, blah, blah. So yep. what we can do is we'll, we'll add two, and then we can add either, well, yep. this is what I think will happen, they'll add either Mal or, say, Lockie. See, here's the other thing, though. You got to admit, the Immortals yep. were only... I think they're all post World War Two. Forty six, yeah, yeah forty six, yeah. So now we can get like you know, your, what your Dave Browns and your you your, your Daily Messengers and yeah. your oldies, in, yeah. You know, if you look across, when when was the centenary? Um, Two thousand eight. Yep. Sorry, I can't even math. Um, you know, how many of that team of the century? Yeah, are in the Immortals. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, so yeah. there's there's now the potential for them to to really do it. Give the, the, you know, the... Yeah, so now they're saying with the Immortals, it's going to be like up to two players every four years. And that's probably a good... Uh, that That's pretty... Yep. I mean, that, that's a pretty yeah. good thing because there's not many guys being added to it and it's up to two players. So it could be like one... You know, it could be two guys across eight years. I do so, hope they do. One they've missed. Mm-hmm. Like one pre-46 and one, one post. It does add a little bit of a... Uh, not a spanner, but it does add another twist now because now you've got guys like Daly Messenger... Who are eligible? Yeah. Then that I think that gives I think that gives some some staunch competition to to Norm Proven as being the old one they put in because otherwise I would expect him it would definitely be him and then like choose one of Mal or Lockyer. Yeah. However, now they've you know, bumped it back. Now even the oldies have got competition against each other. So maybe give it to the living while they can, and then they can get one down the line. Look, I don't know. I'm I'm a nostalgist. Yeah. You know? It, uh, you look at rugby league, and I've said this before, it's a generational game. Yep. The majority of people, the team that they go for is the team that they were brought up on. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some fucking freaks of nature, like people who are Tigers fans and their kids turn out to be Broncos supporters somehow. Um, but it was it's the memories of watching it with family or oh well dad or grandpa always barracked for this team yep that's that's the funny thing when when people raise kids that don't support the same teams and what kind of fucking experiences did they supply fucking nature dictates you those cunts kicked out of the nest but well yeah exactly birds pick those things up and drop them (laughs) well i mean like in the very in the popular the very popular documentary 300 we saw that the 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 spartans they would just you know like yeah the kids that wouldn't support their fucking team they'd kick them fucking down a well like (laughs) throw them off a cliff and there's a little fucking pile of skeletons down (laughs) (laughs) um but let you know okay two generations ago so i'm talking about my grandfather yep the team he supported was because 
he knew a bunch of blokes from his work who yeah. played there. His local butcher was a... Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, prop, that, yeah. that, that's how yeah. uh, of a, a close-knit community it was, Yeah, which is why I'm all for those older players being recognised yeah. for the service they gave to the game. Yeah, it's funny. I, I had no parental fucking input into... Because back when I started watching, it was like the Q- QRL up here, and there was no yeah. Broncos or anything like that. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, we went for a QRL side yep. that had no analog in in, in the, the, in the yeah, city competition. Yeah, yeah. So then I just re- reached back. Okay, well, this is where I'm from, so that's what yep. I'm going to go for. That's it. And it was still like a competition. Like this is even even going back to like you know the mid '80s. It still wasn't. You know, you had like a game or two. You know, mm. you you'd, you'd be able to watch a weekend. Mm. Yep. And um, <clears throat> but yeah, in this day and age, though, I think it's much with every game live. You can really cement the team. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, my kids are brainwashed, but my daughter, she would give a fuck about rugby league, but she knows who she supports. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Never, never watched the game of NFL in her life. Yeah, exactly. So she doesn't watch minute one of NFL in her life, but she knows who she fucking supports. I've been very fortunate. My wife's a Parramatta fan. <laughs> Oof. So in the last couple of years, the, el- the eldest and now the youngest have their uh, black and gold jerseys worn with pride. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, did, didn't hurt that when he got down to his first home game, he had Nat on call to exactly. go round, and round up Nathan Cleary and that and sort of shit. Harawira and Nara that, to come cement, and meet him. So that's <laughs> that, that, that cements that cements allegiances for <laughs> oh. life. I say when Killer was like, he must have only been like you know three or four, and we went down to went down to Manly versus the Titans, and he went to function afterwards. Yeah. And Matai, for some reason, Matai was his favourite player, and and like Matai got him and picked him up and got a photo with him. Yep. It was like super nice and everything. Boom, done. Yeah, Fucking game over. We're done. Yep. And then what my what my comes up is like super nice to him and everything, and he's like, he fucking the kids know. They always know. I don't yeah, know how. That's he, it. That's years before I knew. Yeah. They just fucking know. Um, <laughs> but look, this this Hall of Fame thing. Um, I think they're they're, they're putting like six six or something. Are they? I'm yet to hear where it is though. I yeah. want a physical location. Well, it'll be like I mean, because where where do they house it? Is the current one like at Phillips Street or is that a separate? Like, I don't know. Where I it don't is. know. But again, as long as it's done properly. Yeah, I don't care where it is. Yeah, I don't care if it's at the SFS and it's not. You know, you don't even have games played there anymore. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, as long as the put. Yeah, you need to have like your Canton fucking shrine that you can go to, and you know, like the, like the Hall of Fame for the NFL and stuff. You can. It's a thing you yeah. go to. Although you know, like by the same token, you know, when you go into you know like Origins and stuff like that, fucking roll out like some sort of roadshow yeah, sites. That's you know, it side version of it whatever you know go for it but as long as they have well, I just want like criteria especially for the Hall of Fame part I mean like the Immortals thing is a little bit more fucking ethereal and subjective and you know uh, I, but I still think you could there's a certain amount of st- statistics and, and shit that you can actually yeah. apply to it and I think there should be some definitely some very high minimum bars t- to leap over for the Immortal thing like you know minimum 300 games yeah, you know, this sort of thing, you know, like something yeah. like. Yeah, I'll look, I'm with you on that. And but. on top, and on because it's got to be like these guys that are like the 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 fuck the yeah you know, they've got to have you know done something to you know de- redefine how their position was played or something like you know. Never had a sniff of salary cap rorting or cheating. That would be fantastic if they could career. implement that very quickly. Um, In the next like two, yeah. three, four, five years. Yeah. Because. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, look, you know, here's the other thing. It's not the NFL Hall of Fame, but you look at the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. You look at almost any band that's in there, and you might not go, yeah, they're great, and I'd shell out money to go to their concerts or even buy their records. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, shit, yeah, they're a I recognise that they were, you know, you know made a lasting, exactly. large and lasting you know, contribution to, you know, and that's the, that's the Hall of Fame. That's the yeah. ones that are like, you know, but then the Immortals have to have an extra level of criteria mm-hmm. applied, you know, to that. and yeah. uh, greatness. And it doesn't, ha- I don't think it has to be like, you know, 10 premierships no. or anything, you know, crazy like that. I mean, because, no. yeah. Yeah, because across the areas, shit's not equal, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, you look at, you know, guys like Joey and, you know, he's had a couple, but, you know. But then you get into that debate. The teams yeah. he did that with. Yeah. Versus the teams he did it against, and then, and then, yeah. and then, so. Yeah. But no, good move, NRL. Um, what else ARL, whoever the fuck you are. ARLC. Yeah, we were saying at the start that Benji Marshall, uh, congratulations to Benji, has uh, had a child uh, today, I believe it was. And, uh, well, not Benji himself. Was not mean, allowed yeah. in the delivery room? Uh, well, you know. At the risk of having to have one of those theatres where people come to watch and have nurses <laughs> get, in the fourth row get smacked over the fucking kid <laughs> uh, the fourth row gets a fucking placenta <laughs> the fucking Tokyo the first two rows of the Tokyo Shock Boys show <laughs> baby ends up in the third row he's flicked past the placenta <laughs> uh, and the and the doctor's just like Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> just little, little uh, red, red and white under the doctor's thing. He's like, the "Fuck, can you do that?" The dragons. He <laughs> and he's not. Uh, and and he he didn't name the child Ian Ian uh, Decline Marshall. He uh, actually named Benji yes. Marshall. I guess Benji Marshall Junior. God, I wonder. <laughs> How's the wife let that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. A lot of gas. There are some extreme examples through throughout history. Um, the the one that springs to mind above all is George Foreman, with like I, I think at least five sons all named George Foreman, and the daughters were still like Georgina and you know, Georgette and shit like that too. So Fuck. like he he's gone all in. Like, <laughs> is he not just protecting the branding rights for his grill? <laughs> In perpetuity, they're never not going to hit me with that fifty-year copyright expiry. Because <laughs> I think on a couple of them, Foreman was their middle name. Their actual surname was Grill. Yeah, that's why I want to know if this kid's middle name is the same, or is this, or they've mixed it up and he hopefully made a concession to his wife and give it like you know her, the dad's name as his middle name or something. You know what I mean? Like I'd love, something. I'd love it if the kid's name, like middle name, was like Flick Pass. <laughs> Third row, <probably>. yeah. Lovely. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Um, um, bit, bit of harsh news. Racists well, in before, the fucking mi- we, in, just, in the midst. Before we get into racists, yes. Um, I just want to give a non-rugby league news yes shout out. So I know we've got a lot of listeners down in the southern corner of New South Wales, brutalised by fucking fucking currently on fire. Yeah, the whole fucking area is on fire. And I hadn't even heard heard that it was going on until like it till it got real and you know fucked up. Yeah. So, first one that comes to mind is good old Bigger Rod. Mm-hmm. So, for everybody else, Bigger is where your fucking cheese comes from, and now your Vegemite. Two minutes down the road from Bigger is Tarthra. Mm-hmm. And it's just fucking grass and trees and 
shit that catches fire real easy. Yep. Um, so anyone down that way, I can take it easy. And uh, follow instructions I was just very about, carefully. I was just about to say, if it's flooded, forget it. But that's a yeah. Queensland thing. Yeah, that's, 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 well, <laughs> if, well, if, if it's the, on the, fire, forget it. Well, the, 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 Queen, the Queensland thing is more like fucking, <laughs> if it's flooded, fucking, fucking throw a levy on it and get Sydney to fit residents to pay for it. <laughs> I was going to... I was going to say, if it's flooded, try and drive your pulsar through it, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's some harsh Stay shit Stay safe. There. we got some uh, a, a lot of listeners down in that part of the world, so we're thinking of you. And, uh, yeah, now, racists. <laughs> Fucking Penrith racists. Yes. I believe that the person or persons... I believe, I mean, like, honestly, I think there's probably at least a thousand people doing it, to be honest... I would casting allusions to to Greg Inglis as he left the field something in the in the something in in the genre of of sniffing metho or something like that right sniffing petrol or something yeah it was a pretty pretty horrific racist slur directed at Greg because at first it was reported out it was like it was like black dog or something like that and like that's you always hear that sort of thing you go oh, that's terrible yeah but then like today like just before we were doing the show I, I'm sure I saw something it was like. You know, we've got yeah. some fucking petrol. Look, or, you I, know, we got, you know, I know the exact quote. I don't, I don't yeah. know because it was, yeah, it's pretty cool. shit. Yeah, um, the part of the ground where Greg was going up the tunnel. Yep, is members sections, which is so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and apparently they're able to now narrow it down and all. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's a silver lining. I mean, it, it, if it is in that in those sections, <coughs> like you say, then there's a bit more assignment and control over the seating and stuff like that, right? Or at least they know they're working from a known pool of... Culprits. Yeah. Potentials. I mean, obviously, you know, there's people using people's tickets and blah, you know, that sort of thing. But as a rule... Yeah. You know, you're kind of dealing with known entities in there. But it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint that shit, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, it's great in this day and age we have all these camera angles and everything from the TV, but yep. they're not looking at... There's not like crowd cameras that they can flick to at any moment, sort of thing. I mean, it's like if fucking old mate on the segue down here, if nothing's happening, then he happens to be looking at the crowd, and you've got to hope that that shot's yeah. available to, yeah. you know, and you can see the guy, and then you get fucking Marley Matlin in exactly. there to fucking it, read his lips. And it is just a. There's no fucking place for it in the game. <laughs> B. I wasn't at all, and this is Penrith we're talking yeah. about. This, you know. I wasn't at all impressed at the booze that he got when he was leaving the field. Yeah. That's I good. thought that was a bit rough. They're not, they're not Robinson Crusoe's on that, though. Yeah, they're not. Fuck um, happens in Br- I mean, Brisbane. Like, fuck, the, the 99% of the time, the only time those cunts will cheer is if an opposing player is being carried off injured. Well, I remember you and I standing up and applauding Corey Oates yeah. as he was fucking stretched off after dying yeah. in the semi-final last dying. year. Dying. Yeah. Like, he was fucking dead. That happened in front of us. That sound was... F- that <laughs> door... I'll, I'll never forget the sound of fucking with that collision yeah. live. It was terrible. You you and I looked at each other. I've been a lot of UFCs, and I've seen Mark Hunt knock a lot of cunts out, and there's still nothing like that. I, I think we now both know what it was like to be in Nam. <laughs> <laughs> f- we looked at each other. <laughs> um, but then later on in the game, I know what you're going to get out here. <laughs> but you know, the, hey, there's there's no place for for racism at all in the game. The people that did it are absolutely fucked, and I'm very glad that the club 
yep. made such swift and public action to get in there and, and just say it won't be tolerated yep. and rubbed out. And I will now make the fucking obvious statement that, every, you know, Mr. Greenberg's quick to fucking come out and we will rub this person out and they have no part in our game and they're this, 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 this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Matt Lodge. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then also there was a thing coming this week. He said that he needs to see, he needs to see like all this fucking evidence of Todd Carney and, and how he's rehabilitated. Oh, <laughs> and like yeah, like we like said in the first episode, like Todd Carney is no saint, and this pissing thing. I mean, this narrative that it's because he pissed in his mouth is is totally bullshit as well. However, <laughs> yeah, that was the straw. Yeah, yeah. How, however, I mean, such. I mean, shout out to uh, to to Jess Halloran, who seems to be almost not a lone hand, but certainly in terms of like structured media, yeah. media people yep. is fucking relentless yes on this Matt Lodge thing yep and then yeah, the, then someone I don't know who fucking published it but someone's publishing backup for Lodge from fucking quotes from Avar talking about what a great guy he was and the stuff that he you know he did was you know it was, oh, you know, it was unfortunate the way you know like motherfucker <laughs> I'm the like who who's asking Avar for his opinion? This and if it's coming from the lodge camp, how fucking stupid can you be? But what was this bullshit around? Like you know, rugby league has a duty to rehabilitate people. Fucking it doesn't bullshit. have a fucking duty to. Oh my god! Anyway, it has a duty to fucking to prolong its existence as a sport in this fucking country yeah. by hopefully promoting and uh, and and rewarding individuals of fucking quality <laughs> oh god oh yeah and uh it's it's amazing the, 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 oh, these fucking arguments we get these oh yeah but I mean what about fucking insert last DV guy yeah like oh, and for, yeah okay whatever these fucking you know arguments what? do my head in it, that fuck that is the weakest fucking argument in the world oh because everything used to be okay Mm-hmm. until there became a time that it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. There was once a time where it was okay for you to pick up a rock and bash another cunt over the head with it, mm-hmm. until there became a time that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you could walk into a village, fucking skewer everybody and go, you're attractive, you're attractive, now yeah, you're a bit old, I'm taking you You two come with me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a fucking first. Yep, yep. And and yes, there have been plenty of very fucking viable contenders to be first that they haven't taken the opportunity on. I mean, really, the the really big ones, like the first big one that I can really remember was probably Louis. There was no doubt ones beforehand, but that was the first one that was just you couldn't fucking believe. Oh, that there were all the ones that were alleged. There yeah, was yeah, there was a lot of alleged. A lot of alleged. Yeah, there was the Greg Inglis incidents. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of stuff that was. Dropped by partners. Yeah. You know? Yep. And a lot of stuff um, that never fucking saw, that no one's ever heard of people about. Exactly. Well, you know? yeah, yeah, from years gone by. Yeah. But as far as like a mass media reported one, that was one was like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. That guy can surely never show his face. Well, surely that guy's going to jail. Yes. And uh, he can certainly, we'll never see him on a football field again. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Anyway. Got off track there, but uh, yeah. Keep fighting the good fight, Jess, because she's obviously got more of a stomach for it than fucking anyone yeah, fucking else. Honor. So good on her. And you know what? Don't fucking hate people because of the color of their skin. Hate them because they're cunts. That's words to live by, right there. Sam Burgess is a big cunt any day of the week than Greg Inglis is. Mm-hmm. 
and he is as fucking white and as white as the fucking literally white yeah. too like not like you know when they say like black people are black and and they're not they're not actually Sam Bird is literally white yes pasty fucking that, that's why I could not come up with a white as because people normally look at something and go it's as white as Sam Burgess yeah. <laughs> it's not like a, it's not, not off white or mother of pearl it's just like seriously the pastiest fucking in the quality control center at the fucking liquid paper factory there's nothing but Sam Burgess pictures every fucking thing that rolls off the line they go a quick swipe next to the Sam Burgess match <laughs> Sorry, it's a bit dark. That one goes in the bin. That's a bad batch. Tip it out but before he goes on TV. They're getting the liquid paper out. Cheap cunt merchant. Recaps kicking off Thursday night football. We had the St. George Illawarra Dragons 20 defeating little brother Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 16. <laughs> Down at Reclaim Australia Stadium in a crowd of 13,500. The uh, Dragons 20 had uh, tries to uh, Nene McDonald, Tyson Frizzell. Uh, Ewan Aitken, uh, we'd up two or three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Sharky 16 came from tries to Bakuya and Fecky. Townsend, perfect night from the boot. Two of two conversions and two penalty goals. Yeah, Ewan Aitkins, down from near Tarthra Way. There you go. He's a Pambula junior. There you go. As my uh, uncle likes to tell me every time. I was going to say, that's, that's knowledge that I've, that I've no reason to... <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that story before. <laughs> It was a uh, breeze played a big factor in this one. It was a windy old night down at Reclaim Australia, and you know, obviously the Sharks had it at their back in the first half. And with the breeze at their back, and with the way they completed, they were almost perfect in that first yeah. half. I, I think they probably would have wanted to go into the sheds with a little bit more of a lead yeah. than they had. Um, to put on that level of consistency in your attacking football, to have the breeze, or more so to have your opponents working against that wind. Yep, yep. Um, to go into half time with that lead that they did, um, I reckon the Dragons would have had a bit of a boost out of that. Um, Dragons obviously, you know, had their work cut out for them in terms of gaining field position. Uh, I think Widdop and Hunt played a smart game, yep. dealing with what they did with. And when they came out in the second half, they just looked much more focused on what they were doing. And the Sharks, just like they did the week before, their second half just turned to absolute mush. They went from near perfect to just dropping absolutely everything. The other big turning point, I think, was when you you have Nightingale down, and I've seen this a couple of times this year, where a player's been sent to the sin bin, because Nightingale was sent, yep. and with good reason. Yep. I'm happy with him being sent. I think that was a fair decision. But Nightingale's gone, and not only did the Sharks fail to capitalise on attacking against a player down, but they just fucking fumble everything and give away penalties in kicking range. Yeah. It, 
I mean, it's one thing to it's 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 one it's one thing to not score on a side that's that's shorthanded, but to allow them to you know through penalties and stuff to just bleed time off that yeah. shorthanded period. Yeah, like they did is is it's ridiculous. Like I understand if being a cuck is your thing, <laughs> but if you're offering to tickle the balls as well, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit much. <laughs> um, <clears throat> again, we're only talking round two here. So I don't think there's crisis. I don't think sides have learned how to game plan the Simbin thing because it's such a new thing that people are actually getting into. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That, yeah. So it's like we saw the storm last. I mean, sorry, well, we had we saw the storm. They had a similar sort of thing. We'll get to, but like they had a period. And they, they the first thing they do was like take a penalty goal. Yeah, from like ten meters out or something when they got the, the when the Simbin in your coach. Exactly. Like a, fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, um, again, I I don't think it's crisis time for the Sharks just yet. They've lost a fair bit of leadership, as we've said, over the last couple of years, so I think oh, they're still coming yeah, to terms yeah. to that. I would say it depends, depends what sort of crisis you're talking about. I mean, I don't I don't think that their, uh, their, their season in terms of finals is done, but, I mean, at this stage, of course, you definitely put a line through them. They can't win the competition. <laughs> <laughs> they might make the top eight sides at the end of the season. They <laughs> should be happy enough with that. But as an entity. Uh, but I was going to say that, you know, I, I think um, they'll get Luke Lewis back. And and that'll be the the old head that they need. Well, I mean, look, yeah, they they could have, they they could have uh, tied or won both games with length of field old man intercepts. True. So, so that's the difference, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the breeze is running <laughs> with you or against you in those ones. Um, oh, maybe when Lewis is running, it does matter if the breeze is against him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's the difference between like sixty meter run and line break and bust uh, versus a one hundred meter try. Um, Special K on mine. Valentine Holmes is so bad at the moment, we're looking to sign Nofaluma. <laughs> Josh underscore Gunton one. Dear Sharks, eat a massive bag of dicks and get that loss up ya. Dugan or Moylan won't help that rabble of a club. Hash, need more peptides. Wow. Mm. One-eyed tiger. The dragons provoke the sharks to choke on their bag of dicks. No wonder Peter Beattie blanked on this rabble. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say, there's some, there's some fucking quality... One-eyed tiger work this week. Uh, these these tigers fans—they found their voice again. I'm yes. not sure. I'm not sure why. What the catalyst is, but <laughs> they seem to be chippier on the, <laughs> on the socials. That's true. Giannis underscore Mateus. Yes. Um, Cookie put in there. Have you heard all this talk at the Sharks recently about you know who wants to play one? No. You know that Val wants to play one and Dugan. Oh yeah, he he wants to play. But what wants is to play one and Dugan was promised his contract at the Sharks that he could have the one and. I'd I'll, he, I'd almost be I'd be inclined to put him in the one to be honest. That aside, yeah. As a fucking football club, no matter who it is, and I know I'm yeah. picking on Cronulla here. If your coach or your recruitment manager or whoever it is that's signing these players is promising them, is. He's promising them a, jer- a number on their jersey. Yeah. The fuck are you doing? Yeah. It. Oh like, no, mate! You're not getting promised anything. You're going to come into the side. We're going to see how you gel. And mate, if you want that position, that's great. So does old mate over there. Exactly. May the best man win. We're signing you to our top twenty-five. Compete for the fucking compete for that jersey. You want it? Earn, Earn it. it. Yeah. Giannis underscore Mateus. Dragons undefeated season of glory reigns supreme despite Lafayette, despite Nightingale, despite the weirdest ref calls, and most importantly, despite the curse from this week in lead tipping cunts. Oh. I'll, 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 maybe I'll tip you this week as well. 
And then it'll be then then if you win it'll be two from three and then that curse is broken, I suppose. Devonhead. A team that puts all their faith in Matt Moreland won't win a thing except spoons. Yeah, you know, the Matt Moylan uh experiment mm-hmm. it is Are you a, talking like him in the NRL or <laughs> It's a hair's breadth away from coming off. You know, there were, there were a couple of times where, you know, the like that little sneak through and all of a sudden somehow he's fucking past the ball and somebody's shooting off and yep. scoring. The, you know, it's just a little bit of time. Just keep the faith, Sharky's fans. You'll produce. Sharky's fans are better at keeping the faith than, than anyone except for Newcastle fans. I mean, they had 50 years, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe another 50 at this rate. Uh, the Sydney Roosters, 30. Defeat the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 12. At Allianz, crowd of just over 12,000. Uh, the Roosters, their 30 came from tries to Kiri, Ferguson, Tedesco, Cronk, Madison, Latrell, three or five conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Doggies, 12, came from tries to Josh Morris and Josh Jackson. And Umbai, two of two conversions. He looks pretty good at fullback, doesn't he? Yeah, well, that that's one of the... The, the brighter spots I think yeah. and he looked good last week as well uh, in a side that uh, looked like they were going to you know upset some predictions and you know play at a higher level than anticipated yeah and then this week though margins the result's almost the same um, they didn't I know they didn't get the length of field intercept against them but um, no but there's a totally different vibe to this game yeah again you know the week Week two for these roosters, they're a new team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Smarting after after week one. <laughs> it was a, a couple of things. I think the roosters did much better this game, and and you would like to think that you know obviously Kronk's not coaching the team, but he'd have a fairly big influence. Uh, and it's a lot of those little basic things that Melbourne did really well throughout their season. Mm-hmm. So I thought the roosters kick chase. This game was improved yep. on round one. Um, interesting point. On a small little breakaway, the, I think it was the first try, you see that Teddy passed off instead of taking on Foran. Which, as the game went on, proved to be a fairly reliable way <laughs> way, way from A to B. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, but I'm saying that like there, there was... There was yeah. Teddy and four, there was four and not even in front of him. Yep, yep. And instead of backing himself for pace yep. against Foran, he's passed off to Kiri. He hasn't even attempted just, to gun. And yeah, I, I just, I just uh, wonder. I just wonder if that's unselfish, team oriented. Is that just okay? This is the way to go, or is this, this is the this is the you know the 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 higher percentage? I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay, interesting. I mean, look, I'm 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 if you if you want to push a narrative that, that, that he he's too he, he's so cooked that he's too scared to take on the hamstrings of old man foreign <laughs> no 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 then, then, like I'm, look I'll, I'll go with that and look we saw later in this game just just how fucking damaging yeah. Tedesco yeah. is close to the line yeah like any, anywhere 30 out yeah fucking god help whoever's in front of him yeah but I just found it really interesting because yeah. I maybe I'm thinking back to the the heydays of the Teddy length of the field. Yeah. Tries and I was looking forward to it. But um, look, the Roosters middle was exposed a few times. Um, but that's something that will, again, 
come as the season progresses. But they just did the really little simple things in this game really well. They played the field position game, Crocs kicking game, got them a lot of the way there. Yep. You know, and just in that battle of territory, they they started almost every set close enough to the thirty. Yep. That that they were getting in to either put pressure kicks on, if not attacking kicks. Yep. You know, almost. Yep. All of their sets, so uh, much improved east side from what we saw the week before. Um, dogs with a little bit to work on defensively. Yeah, a lot to work on defensively. And it's it's funny. I mean, it's like the same net result against a team that was, you know, like another team that's you know expected to be up there at the business end of the season, like like the Storm the week before. But just the the feeling from this game. Yeah. The last one was like, oh wow, that fucking that's better than you know they yeah. actually looked you know they were good times. Yep. This they didn't. This they didn't look like they were going to compete. They weren't competing in this game at any stage. Yeah. In terms of a chance to win, yeah. I mean, with with the Storm, remember, I mean, they got up to like what probably with one try away or whatever, and, away. and then they got the back broken when they had that intercept or the sorry, or that uh, that long range try uh, yep. from Adokar. So, yeah, they um, you're not saying and the doggies got a lot to work on. It's it's like we say all the time, beliefs a lot. Yep. And if they've already lost it. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't had a lot of people from. I'd fucking hate to think they'd lost it already with the whole new coaching and yeah. You know, usually that sort of thing is a bit of a yeah, an invigorating factor, especially if people weren't happy with the guy that was That's there true. last year. But who, okay, who was their spiritual leader last year? Well, yeah, he's playing for St George now, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And who have they put in to replace their spiritual leader? Cut the mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Dennis Ferguson. Yeah. And does he come from a place where his head is strong? With a winning culture, yeah, and and even if it's not a winning culture, does is he the type of guy that's like I'm going to fucking dig in and yeah, yeah, I'm so, going to I'm going to I'm going to put everyone on my back and fucking carry us, let's go, exactly. carry you all out to the promised land. Exactly. No, no, oh, no he's, does he's, Kieran Foran, yeah, take responsibility? I feel, like, I, I feel the I feel the football field he does. However, <laughs> however, I do I do take your point that uh, nowhere else. <laughs> second he crosses the chalk. <laughs> uh, second the tape the second the tape has been pulled off his hand, he's the end of the game. He goes back and not giving a fuck about it. <laughs> Uh, Devonhead, Bulldogs fans have got to be happy with the newfound consistency Dean Pay has instilled in them. If losing by eighteen, losing by eighteen each week is their thing. Hashtag pub side. Hashtag proud to be a Bulldog. Uh, GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Last week gave me hope. This week I question why I left work early to watch this. Very sad. Only good thing is we have the same amount of wins as that drug fuck peptide injected side. <laughs> 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 It's like there's just there's just two things with that guy. <laughs> Support the bulldogs. Hate, hate the sharks. sharks. <laughs> uh Doz tweets. DCE made foreign look classy for years at Manly. Robin never shines without Batman. What about, what about Nightwing? Yeah. He, goes, he goes all right, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm not really much of a DC guy, but I know you can't read <laughs> pretty pictures and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I read Japanese comic books. I can read back and not only read, I can read backwards. <laughs> well, it does get fucking confusing sometimes. What's a Japanese word for tentacle? <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much as a word as a vibe. <laughs> 
Twill Town said, with a man in the bin and repeat sets on their line, the roosters were laying back with their legs wide open, but all the dogs could do was dribble spunk on themselves and cry, fuck, Dean Pay has knocked the Coffs Harbour out of these cunts. <sighs> the dribble spunk. <laughs> you know, taking that out of an episode of Black Mirror. Brisbane Broncos, 24 to feed the North Queensland Cowboys, 20. Suncorp, good crowd, 46,000 and a bit. Uh, including Mr. Wars, who uh, briefly came over to... Uh, graced our shores. Gra- graced our shores very, very briefly just to, to get his affairs in order. Like and uh, Mr. Dutton, where were you on that boat? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, our, our poorest borders, I tell you. Because he did not fucking arrive legally. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Broncos 24 came from tries too, to Vita Pangai Jr., uh, Opasic, Glenn, Nikarima, uh, Isako, four or four conversions. The Cowboys, 20. Tries to uh, McLean, Cooper, Granville, Thurston, perfect as well. Three of three conversions and a penalty goal. It was, um, you know, again, as we said, these Broncos-Cowboys game, you, you can almost rub the form line out. You could almost put your house on either, t- either side winning by a converted try. Or less. Margin, yeah, yeah, or less. Yeah, 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 and if you'd done that over the last like five years, you'd won. You would have won a fortune because yeah. it just fucking happens. Yeah, exactly. Time in, time out. Exactly. Um, and the Broncos, the Broncos were were were, uh, were much better this week. Much Bron- better. Yeah, the Broncos do grow a leg at Suncorp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's a unknown fact. Mm-hmm. They probably also would have had strips torn off them after their. Lackluster performance, and also the one, the one, one, the one team town, the you know, intense media spotlight yep. and and you know, criticism and everything just from the, the general world at large. That's um, it. Yeah, that definitely has an effect. Um, forward stepped up much, much more. I mean, starting Thiday on the bench was fantastic, and having McCulloch. Obviously, we said last week. I mean, having McCulloch as hooker is yeah. Like it's it's not so much. It wasn't so much the not having McCulloch. It was the putting like Sam Thiday yes, in there. Like correct. Just and and not just in number, but in role. Actually, dummy half. <laughs> it still blows my mind that they could, you know, that they Jesus. couldn't have thrown someone else in, or you know, or you know, put Nicarima in there and yeah. you know, throwing something, you know, yeah, mind blowing. But anyway, they they rectified it this week. Um, the the rise and and continue continued progression of uh, Tavita Pangai Junior is it was uh, good to see. I'll tell you what, didn't he have a special game? He he did. I mean, he's been he's he's always been you know pretty good. He's almost half the time when he okay, he's missed a bit of a smack. Yeah, and uh, that seemed to get swept under the carpet. But um, well, that's you know Bruce and Mike standard um standard Bennett. But like he's almost this like a, was his a, probably his best game though. Oh yeah, right. You know he's like a poor man's kick out. <laughs> but I mean, he took he he took on Talmalolo and won really. Shit, yeah. So it is great, great fucking game. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I tell you what, if if you you look at the fact that James Maloney looked at what the Dragons were paying Ben Hunt mm-hmm. and went, hang on, if he can get that much, I get. Why can't I get? Yeah. This Pangai kid needs to be looking at whatever the fuck Aaron Woods being paid. Yes. Because, hang on, if he can get that much, why can't I get? Yeah. You know that that's the level of effort he put in. Um, there's a, a couple of things that the Cowboys, you know, if you'd play that game in in ten different alternate universes, and a couple of things Might that went their way, like yeah, 
you know, the the kick that poor old, what's his name, Hampton? Oh, the young fucking, fullback. I mean, on, on one hand, you know, that's what you get for letting it bounce. But, I mean, that bounce was perfectly the exact opposite of what you needed. Exactly. <laughs> like, it like, was. It could not have gone better for the Broncos yeah. <laughs> than it did. But, again, you know, look, here's that thing. This, this is that Cowboys thing, and they take that, and they watch that in video review, and it's not just the fucking fullback that hangs his head. Mm-hmm. There is, well, what if he'd have actually done his job and tried to catch it, and what if he'd fumbled it? Where the fuck were the rest of you? Yeah, yeah. It's you know, still fall, the, it was still it's exactly. dropping into someone else's arms. When that it? bounced, there were three yeah. Broncos and no fucking Cowboys. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, and I know, you know it might have been physically impossible for them to get there. And, yeah, yeah. Yada yada, um, but the thing but, is, I mean, as well as the Broncos played, they still won. <laughs> like you said, through the the absolute ass of that kick, <laughs> and the fact that Thurston fucking put a ball inside for Bolton, and he didn't happen to be thirty centimeters further to the left, like there was or. 30 centimetres further to the right. Let me, and let then, me go and into that, more minutia. And then, that, and then at that point, like, then it was, was it Pangai? It was Pangai that hit him too, yeah. wasn't it? Like, then in that case, the Pangai, his season's over because yeah. he's fucking broken his collarbone exactly. on, the, on the post and Bolton scored beside the post and won the game. But let me go into more minutia. <laughs> if Bolton's eyes had been 0.4 micrometres to the right, he would have seen the corner post in his peripheral vision. <laughs> Spun or something. And at least know. maybe turned. Or gone to one arm plant, you know, yeah. or something, yeah. Some fucking, like some fucking butterfly flapped its wings in Vietnam three weeks ago. <laughs> and the Cowboys lose a game of football. Um, but, again, you got to give it to Brisbane. You know, they, they say in football, you got to take your, your moments when they come. Yep. And when those moments come, the Broncos were there and they were there in numbers. Yes. You know, and that's what it takes to win football games. Well done. And, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't take anything away from away from them. I mean, but it's just, you know, d- despite all of that going their way, everything going their way, the Cowboys, like, they, know, they had a match-winning lead, too. Like, they were, what, it yeah. was 24-14, yeah. 24-16, you know, with not, not much to go, like, you yep. know, six, seven minutes to go. Yep. And, um, and once again, Thurston, you know, Cow- Broncos with a lead against the Cowboys. Yep. How much, you know... Two tries doesn't seem to be enough. Yeah, you know, and he yeah. almost engineered again. But um, so I think the Cowboys are disappointed to lose that game. But I think it's one of those games because of the things that you mentioned. It's not damaging to them, you know. Though I think they can talk themselves out. Well, fuck it. Was what it wasn't our night. Yeah. I mean, we were nowhere near our best. Yeah. And we were still this fucking close. Yes. You know, it took it took the most impactful game from a goalpost yeah. since fucking. Canberra in 1987 at Seaford Oval when where, where, where the goalpost broke Malmeninga's arm for the first of his four times. Um, yeah, for such a, such an impact. I'm trying to think of other... I mean, obviously there's tries and kicks and stuff that come off, off, off goalposts and stuff, but as far as just absolutely wrecking somebody... Malmeninga had flashbacks when that happened. <laughs> well, Malmeninga, I mean, like, you know, how much, how much of his career can he thank for that moment? Because, yeah, that I mean, is true. Because, like, he... he he Played. pretty much. I mean, like Brent Tate when he had his issues, he got to put you know wear a fucking ironing board on his back. But that that could have been more of a more of a disabling factor. But Mal Meninga essentially got to have a fucking iron bar in his plaster cast. Yeah, true. So that is true. Yeah. So, so he, he pretty much like he was wearing like knuckle like a boxer wearing knuckle dusters or fucking roll of coins under the glove or something. It's like the old Bugs Bunny thing with the brick in the glove. Just, exactly. Uh, 
Exactly, exactly. Um, Ben Dunn, 43. Cowboys clearly played their grand final last week. All these teams rising to play the best team in the comp. Just for context there, that's a Cronulla fan saying that Cronulla, playing Cronulla is, is like teams like playing their grand final. Huh? Yeah, the Cowboys were depleted because last week they played Cronulla and it was so tough for them. I thought he'd move to the Dragons. Why would he move to the Dragons, though? Because they've got the guy that looks like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> He's a big Ed Sheeran fan. If you would prefer to go to an Ed Sheeran concert than watch your team play football, mm-hmm. all respect to you, sir. Well, or disrespect as the case may be. No, no, no. No, I... <laughs> I hope you have a ceremonial pouch that you put them in before you put them on the shelf at home. <laughs> Super Grover before Bennett signs a goalpost on a three-year deal and makes Matt Lodge water boy. I think he'd find a place for both of them. I think he'd probably punt Friday yeah. and sign the goalpost. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, Kevin underscore Cook 99, who's either the most pessimistic or shit fan of the Broncos we've ever seen. <laughs> so many Broncos fans acting like we're premiership contenders again. We'll struggle to make the eight with the form we showed tonight. Come on. That's a realistic tweet for any other team. You'll, you'll get used to it after a little while. Uh, Warriors 20, Gold Coast Titans 8 over at Mount Smart, just over 14,000. The Warriors 20 continued on their winning ways. A double to Fusatua. Uh, Tuvasa Shek with a try. Kata with a try. Two or four conversions to Sean Johnson. The Titans 8 came with a try to Anthony Don and uh, conversion to Gordon and a penalty goal to Gordon. Yeah, I think this one was almost decided with the news that Ash Taylor wasn't playing the seven yep. came through. Um, you know, the the Titans had a, a narrow win the week before, and while Taylor and Eldridge looked very good together, yep. Taylor was obviously the orchestrator, um, and Eldridge did his best with uh, old mate Bryce, the coat hanger, Cartwright, yeah, well, I say LG like you know, LG life's a good thing. I mean, but when it comes to the, the halves of the time, this LG's like LG less good. <laughs> well, if LG thinks life's good, Cartwright <laughs> thinks life's bad. So he actively, actively uh, dedicates himself. To- <laughs> should should just be neutral. Should just be life. <laughs> life is. Well, maybe it's like a yin and a yang thing, and they achieve perfect balance as the Titans, you know, sort of the finals. Wow. Um, but not this week. Look, the Titans had three tries disallowed. Yeah. And, you know, all legitimately. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to take away from any of them saying that they should have been tried. Yeah. Uh, sorry, tries there. But that would have made it a very different game of football. Yeah. But the Warriors, they're in this groove. They're playing up-tempo. They're playing fast. Um, fucking Pusatua's try when he was up there and, and leaping through the air. I, I don't think there's too many teams in the comp that defend that. No. You know? I'm just thankful that he's a Kiwi. Otherwise, he'd just be given a state of origin jersey straight away. <laughs> and it's just a la fucking tupu. But I was just going um, to the Broncos games. See, Pangai's come out today or yesterday and said that uh, his life's dream yeah. was to play for Tonga. Yeah. And he did. And every time he straps on the Tonga jersey, he's like fucking like so emotional. He's crying and shit. Yeah. And so his entire goal for his career yeah. is to play for Tonga and keep yep. playing for Tonga yep. and as a result even though it doesn't disqualify him from playing for Tonga yeah. he, he's disqualified himself from playing Origin for New South Wales yeah he's from um, Canberra or somewhere, somewhere down there I thought he came out at the Hunter I don't know 
Anyway. Um, but yeah, again, you know, the Warriors, they've been almost pure diamonds first couple of rounds. Yeah, not as much, not as, much as, uh, as the first round, but still, you know, the, the signs are good. But uh, yeah, it's just, they've heard us before. It's just so hard. It's, it's so hard to believe. <laughs> I still don't believe it. You know, maybe if they win like 10 in a row. <laughs> Then I'll be like, well, good premierships. And then they'll fucking lose another twelve hundred. Yeah. But I mean, they can just turn around and just lose every other game after that. So, you know, it's 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 uh, it's tough. Uh, Super Grove Four Warriors win their first two, but I don't see any of them in the queue outside Ticket Tech. Be like the Warriors and breathe. <laughs> King Levius. I know the Titans are as useless as Alex McKinnon's skipping rope, and we should have put forty on them, but we got the two points and are finally looking good at the start of a season. Hashtag. Uh, Warriors Prem's 18. <laughs> uh, hash, uh, Fusatua, more points on the ladder. Fat Harry Lazy said, uh, watching the Titans attack today was what, like watching Jack Newton tying his shoelaces. <laughs> the Panthers, 18, defeated the Rabbitohs, 14, at Panthers Stadium. Crowd of just a tick under 16,000. Um, racists. And the uh, Panthers, 18, came from tries to Merrin, Blake, and Peachy. Three of three conversions to Cleary. Um, there's this missed penalty goal. Is that like a thing? Is it is it like the record thing? Does it only count for conversions, or is it like he's missed that goal, so it's fucking so it's a kick. So he's done. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah. To be honest, I had, I didn't look too much into it. Yeah. yeah um, just curious. Um, Rabbitohs fourteen came from tries of Cody Walker and Damien Cook. Um, or how do we pronounce that cunt's name again? Dwayhe, two of two conversions and a penalty Dwayhe. goal. Dwayhe, Dwayhe, I want to say two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Yes, 14-0. Fucking scratchy. Like, I mean, is it a confidence-building thing? Like, the thing gets to 14, what happens if a team gets two conversions and it's 12 and then they get a try? Yeah, exactly. Fucking 16. Exactly. 14 I could do, but 16, nah. Yeah. It's funny how it's become such a fucking... It's like, it's become such a devil's number, like an 87 not out. That is true. You know, just over the last couple of years too, like probably the last two seasons. Yep, yep. Because you look, you know, it, it used to be that two converted tries was almost a game winner. Yeah. Add yeah. another two points to that, and, and you were psychologically three scores ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just impressed with the way they stood up against South. You know, for the first half, South didn't look to, to let anything yep. want to stop them. And, and that try that Cook scored was one of the fucking that made me angrier yeah. than. Almost any try I can remember in recent fucking memory, <laughs> just the absolute like he he strolled like it was almost like he stopped and looked when he, he couldn't believe that anyone had, had actually just not touched him when he went through. Yep. Um, but for those big South boys, for the punishment they put on us last year, the 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 way we stood up there was good, and I think a lot of that was owed to the backs taking more than their fair share of the work coming out of trouble. Um, I think Wonga Blake's playing with some renewed confidence this year. You know, obviously helped that he's had a, a couple of early tries. Yep. Um, I really would like to see them try and build a bit more pressure. And, you know, it, Look, just, just fucking start better. The pressure thing, they build, they build pressure when they start playing. But th- this is what I'm saying to you, though. 
it's this, well, okay, we're going to, our, our forwards will do a half-decent job and we'll get up there and then, okay, we're going to go for a scoring opportunity or we're going to go for this mm-hmm. and then nothing and, okay, we hand the ball over. Mm-hmm. And I'll go back to, and this is fucking back in the sour days, I want to say, but well, maybe not, maybe it was the beginning of the Moreland days, in that semi-final we played against the Bulldogs. Yeah. Where we just kept pressuring and pressuring and pressuring and pressuring and pressuring and then the points came. Yeah, you know we're not. We don't seem to be looking for repeat sets. We don't seem to be looking to put teams under pressure. Yeah, and that's how you do it these days. You know the the amount of games where it's the team that's under fatigue early in the game that that are the ones that give out. Yeah. If we're gonna start better, that's how I think we need to start better. You know, not letting teams score fourteen fucking points on us. Well, this is thing. Even well. just defense. There's just like this entire mindset thing. Like the defense isn't good. It, Nothing's happening. Yeah, for what, the first. What do you need to do least, to kick yourself yeah. in the gear? Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, just hold the fucking ball and tackle. It, yeah, exactly. It, the other thing that concerns me a little bit is when breaks are made, no one's backing up. You know, yeah. you look at the teams that are really successful over the past couple of years and in this the early part of this season, they're the ones that well, okay, when something fucks up in a defensive structure. There's a plan B. Yep. We don't seem to have those plan Bs at yep. the moment. And while all of the focus on the coach and is he this and is he that and is he this, all of that's focused on the attacking side of our football. Yeah. No one's looking at who's doing the fucking defensive structures and the fact that there's some fairly fucking gaping holes <laughs> there. So, um, again, it's round two. I don't, I don't want to be too harsh yeah. on people, but... Um, South, for their part, put in a, a good effort without their key playmaker. Um, as usual, they're big, they're physical. Sam Burgess is an absolute fucking cheap shop merchant. And has been since fucking day one. And the greatest, my favourite moment, except for winning two games, but my favourite moment was after he gave away the penalty, right at the fucking death, yeah. was James Maloney. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> following him, just absolutely giving him a spray. Um, that alone is worth the fucking contract. Yeah, yeah. He can give away ten penalties a game from now on. I'm happy. So, uh, Shutter eighty six Penrith of the people's team, the punters mate. Two weeks in a row, they've saved punters money with sport bets early cash out. Can reinvest in more chili across the road. Uh, Mitch Jando said, uh. I swear Penrith Panthers must hate their fans. Another week, another mild heart attack. Ash might not live to see them in the grand final. Or so see them win the grand final. Look, at the end of the day, it's really hard to complain about winning. And also, you go down by 14, but that sucks at the time. But it's not like you're only getting the points in the last five minutes to get over the top of it. Yeah, exactly. You're getting in, you're pulling in front before the three quarter mark of the game. Correct. And, and then you know it's like it's like the second half is all you. Yeah. So it's it's not like it's that stressful. It's not like the Canberra game. We got to score fucking two tries in the yeah, last no. couple of minutes. Um, that shit is unsustainable as, as a fan <laughs> with a, with a biological human composition with a heart. That shit's not going to last. There are recordings of me talking about my fucking anal grapes. <laughs> <laughs> because of such games. Um, shitty loss in Sam McKendry's poor fucking knee. Oh, and what's poor that, cunt. third, fourth? Third. Fucking, so yeah, that's, that's season, maybe the same one too. Three on the same one. 
Yeah. And... Do they change up the way that they're fixing that? Because I, I know that in, in the States, uh, in things like, you know, mixed martial arts and stuff, there's a lot of different ways they can use to... Yeah. Um, that There's options. A, a doctor I was talking to said they can actually put um, an Achilles in yeah. there. So it's a, and it makes it a lot stronger. That's so a lot it's stronger. A, it's a dead person's the cadaver Achilles. Achilles yeah. Um, uh, they can put a synthetic one in there. Yep. Or they can put a bit of your own yep. in there from others. From what I hear, like, I think that a lot of the UFC guys, they do the cadaver one, and it's like, because it's an Achilles, it's really, it's like heaps stronger. Yeah. But that's a very different sport. It's a very different range of motion, and it's a very yeah. different load force on there. Mm. Um, the other thing on this game, you know, I've heard a lot of people whinging about Tyrone Peachy and, you know, us letting him leave the club. Yeah. I'm a big Peach fan, massive Peach fan. Mm-hmm. But how he was used in this game is the best use of Peachy yep. by a football team, I believe. Yep. You know, he may not like that, but picture this game. That's what he is. Picture this game if you had Peachy marking gay guy. Yeah. All game. Yeah. It's 14 fu- points is the least fucking, he fucking yeah. worries. <laughs> and not because he's a bad defender. No, it's just because gay guy. Just for pace. Just, and exactly. Just so, yeah. uh, look, you know, Peach, you're a super sub. And I'm fucking glad you are, because you scored the winning try. And it makes it easy to rotate out of the out of the side in a year's time. So yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> the West Tigers ten defeat the Melbourne Storm eight down at Amy Park, a crowd of just over eighteen thousand in attendance. The Tigers tried Luke Brooks and uh, three penalty goals to Masters. Uh, Vooney with the try and uh, Cameron Smith two of two penalty goals. One of the worst sprayed conversions I've ever seen. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it's still. Yeah, almost the eerie the way that he <laughs> Cameron Simona Smith. Uh, yeah, and then and then they followed it up not long after when they had to they were forced to to drop the ball out. Yeah, and like twenty meter dropout. Yeah, and it wasn't like that was set for a short dropout. Yeah. It was like twenty meters directly in front of the post. Like fuck, you doing exactly? Like I've seen you, motherfucker. You can you can kick at sixty on the fly, no problems. It's tough. They can't have two contracts anymore. <laughs> The neighbours are on the watch out for fucking suspicious new Suzukis. <laughs> Can't got to, you know, uh, he's become accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle. <laughs> well done to the Tigers. Yeah. I mean, the Tigers fans are very, very chirpy at the moment. And yeah. as they, you know, with two wins out of two games that they probably, you know, like, I don't want to say they're shit fans, but I mean, they probably had these ones penciled down as L's at the start of the season. Look, we all know that it's a soft draw. Yep. them to get the two competition favourites week one and week two. Yeah. When the Roosters hadn't had time to actually play together yet. New halves combination. Exactly. Storm replacing a, a new halves combination, replacing a, a long, long-term... Exactly. Stalwart, mainstay you know, combination. Storm have just done a fucking world tour doing the World Club Challenge. Mm-hmm. They're all jet-lagged. Look, this is the thing about the West Tigers. Soft draw. They're not... Pl- well, yeah, soft draw aside... They're not they're, they're not playing spectacular football, and their attack has some severe fucking problems. I mean, winning winning with tries within the last four minutes in, on two occasions yeah. is you know they, they, it, it turns these into into gallant epic victories as opposed to to gallant valiant defeats. You know, like by two points. But the thing is, problem problems aside, and the the razor thin, I think the West Tigers fans would be very delighted to see that they've had. 160 minutes of football where they actually give a fuck. Yes. And they put in for the entire time. I mean, like last year when they got 
better towards the end of last year. So better in quotes. You know, they would they they'd smashed it like it was even game against the storm. They they smashed them for like thirty five minutes. Yeah. And then and gave it away like yeah, so, so yeah so now yeah. they're they're competing for eight, I mean the, the the first thing a tick competing for eighty minutes tick defending well tick <coughs> the attack needs work I don't know where it's going to come from it seems very fucking unimaginative Benj, Benji is looking fucking great and that to me says that their attack is pretty fucking stagnant at the moment uh, yeah I saw it what was the thing. There was a, a thing during the week. Someone on Twitter put out there was a photo of Benji and uh, Milford. Yeah. And it was like, oh, look, it's the Broncos' best half from last year and Anthony Milford. <laughs> um, you know, he's turned back the clock to a certain extent, but you're right. Yeah. You need to be able to score more than one try a game. However, for this early stage of the season, the fact that they're just showing the... the they, they seem to be showing, like, uh, some backbone... They seem to be fairly resolute, like a, a hundred times better in defence. And honestly, for me, it's just the it's just this eighty minutes of actually competing to the death. Yeah, I mean that alone as a benchmark is all you fucking want from a team that hasn't been performing for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean when they start doing that, it gives you hope for the future. It gives the it gives the, the actual team themselves and the co- it gives them a platform to build from. Yep. And I mean, uh, I'm not saying attacking is easy, but fuck you know the adage is that you know the comps are won on on the back of defense correct and they're, they're not like a, they're not like a melbourne storm or like some sort of brick wall fucking defensive side but fucking they're putting in i'll tell you what i, I want to throw out a couple of stats here to you melbourne storm mm-hmm. 16 errors jeez what's the record errors the storm ever made in the game no idea 16 errors yeah. last <laughs> week <laughs> <laughs> Um, 16 errors. West Tigers, mm-hmm. 18 penalties. Over, oh yeah, well, okay, right. yeah, well, we should talk about that, right? There was a game, and I think it was after Brownie had just sort of starting to get the Knights out of their slump. Yep. And they were playing Canberra. And he had this beautiful strategy of wherever you are, kick for touch. Yep. Right? And I remember watching the game, the commentators are off, they, they're going off their head going, what, oh, they're giving Canberra a rest and the big forwards and you should yeah, be running yeah, them around yeah. and you should be this and the... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we're kick stopping for touch, kick for touch, kick for touch. We're stopping Rapana and, <laughs> and Leilua from raping us. <laughs> but what he was doing was he was making sure that every single defensive set... Was set. Was done. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. This is it. This is how we've practiced. This mm-hmm. this is how we're going to start every set. And it goes back to a game earlier than that where they, they pretty much precipitated them bringing in the the seven tackle. Yeah. Where, they, where it was a game against Billy Slater. Yep. I can't remember who was, who was playing. Yeah. But where they basically just like just, would just kick it dead. Yeah. Every time. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't let him run. Don't, don't give him run, and then yeah. you have to cart it up to the twenty. So I, I don't think that this will cause such a, a hubbub. No, you know, no. This is not. This is no different to what East have been doing for fucking five years. Yeah. This and, and, and I mean, like East fans will be, you know, complain. They, they remember they, they complain. Oh, we're the most penalised side and fucking blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. It's for a reason, cunts. But it's a it's a, it's a tactical thing and it works really well. Yep. If you if you actually got a level of fitness, and you can withstand, you know, giving up an extra set, or you're happy to give up two points. Yep. Then. Why? Why the fuck not? 
and it's it funny. There's a, there's been um, just come back to the MMA thing. There's been there's been fights back in history where people have been blowing up at the decision, and I've been doing doing something else or whatever, and and just watching it with no volume. And it's amazing when you take the commentators out of out of a situation, and you're just viewing it completely neutrally based on you what the fuck's going on. Just took the words out of my mouth. It's a, like, and so like that that game was on, you know, kids' bedtime, and so I was in uh, my son's bedroom, and uh, we usually you know watch uh, watch footy and stuff before he goes to sleep, and in a second he sort of starts nodding off, or it's you know, the decision. Okay, good night, mute, and so I'm watching it on my phone on the app while he's dozing off. And fucking, I had, and I saw these penalties, and I'm like, okay, it's a lot of penalties. But the Storm, with their quick play, the balls, and when they get that power roll on that they have, yep, holding them down for any length of time whatsoever yep. looks really fucking bad. Yep. It looks really bad. And so I had no problem with any of the penalties that they were given. And yeah, it's a lot of penalties, but just a lot of penalties does not necessarily mean you don't deserve to have a lot of penalties. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it, it worked for them. Exactly. Totally, totally fucked the Storm's rhythm, um, stifled their attack. Yep. The, even the even the binning, I said earlier, like, yeah, even the, the sim binning, the Storm elected, it was, I think it was 8-6 at the time, and the Storm elected to take take the two to tie the game up rather than, at that point there. Yeah. The Storm of all teams. I mean, yeah. like, even fucking terrible, like Newcastle would have fucking gone to that. Yep. Like, I don't know, I don't know what the Storm were doing, yep. but, um... Look, there, there are some times we're having systems in place where it says that any time you get an opportunity here, you will do this. Yep. Turns out poorly. Yep. You know, there's there's trading rules on the stock market, mm-hmm. and they're not going to win every time. Mm-hmm. You know, so chalk it up to that. And if nothing else, I mean, it's a, it's a reward for, or it's a punishment for negative play. Correct. Much like the 2015 grand final. That is 100%. Okay, Levius. I don't even care if I'm out of last man standing. That was fucking glorious. Suck it, you purple cheating cunts. Actually, that is a good point. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that later, but I'm very I'm very interested because not having a hand in the last man standing thing, I'm, I, I'm as interested as the other. I have no idea what the I'll fuck. I'll send you the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, but I would imagine that, yeah, we'll get to it, but I imagine that it's still going. Barely. Um <laughs> And that's from basic degenerates or people who are happy to take the biggest fucking punt of their lives to yeah. try and get the chief victory. Uh, biggest Tiger. We've won two grand finals two weeks in a row. And uh, and the, the, if anyone deserves it, it is you, sir. Uh, Saguna. My Saguna 85 for people who don't remember this fellow. Um, what a win. God take me now. And he's gone hashtag finally win in Melbourne. Hash fuck you, Billy. Hash fuck your 300 cunt. Hash fuck you, Smithy. Hash fuck you, Melbourne. Hash fuck you, refs. Hash go get a root chapeau. Hash 2 and 0. <laughs> hash giant killing tigers. Hash in Ivan we trust. Hash on the bus. Hash bring on the Broncos. Hash loving his 280 characters. And then, there was, and then he followed that up with like, you know, a dozen and a half emojis as well. He used to be Emoji Central, but now he's like, oh, 280 characters. Now I can be fucking the hashtag hell. guy and set the record for fucking hashtags. Uh, Stuart Marler. Some might say kicking penalty goals is not a good way of winning a game. Maybe true, but leading with your boots is a fitting tribute for Billy's 30, 300. <laughs> Shaboogan. No trick shots, no brain explosions, no heads dropping, just good hard-working footy. Even if those first two games were losses, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I would agree. Yep, good point. Uh, Mitch Jando. No, not that one. Uh, wrong game. Highway underscore. It makes complete sense that the Tigers would win against the two Premiership favourites back-to-back because from there, the only way is down. It's a natural order of things. <laughs> Hashtag Tigers <laughs> in the quad. 
<laughs> All right. The Mighty Mealy Sea Eagles 54 defeat the Parramatta Eels 0 at Brookie. Very hot day, I believe. No. Was it 36 at degrees? At Lotto Land. Use the correct name. Look, I saw a press conference with Trent Barrett through the week and he, and he said Brookvale. And he, then, said he had to correct himself. To Lotto Land. He had to, because your team's a corporate whore. He, uh, well, yeah, at the end of the day, if people are going to pay you money for the use of it, for the name he writes to the ground that you don't own, that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I'll name the fucking shop down the road. <laughs> Lotto Land, you you can name the shopping centre down the road, uh, Lotto <laughs> Lotto Land Lotto Land Westfield, and uh, I'll pay you two million. I'll charge you two million dollars to do so, and um, Westfield ain't getting a fucking cent. <laughs> I'm sure no doubt the council are getting fucking getting their cut. Um, such a pack of recalcitrant cunts that they're, no doubt they're getting their fucking pound of flesh. Uh, 54, here we go. Uh, DCE Coruscant, uh, shit cunt for Neil Blake, double to Ciro Junior. Croker, Jake T, Lloyd Parrott, George Tafua tries, eight of nine conversions for Cherry Evans and a penalty goal. Fuck me. This, firstly, the conditions of this game were, were fucking terrible. And they were talking about, I was listening to the radio coverage in the lead up to it, like, you know, they sort of start yeah, broadcasting yeah. about midday. Yep. When, like, the, you know, the, the resis and stuff are on. And um, those poor cunts, they had to play in the same fucking... Cool. They had to play in a hot, like, two hours yeah. earlier. Um, it's about instant, the same result. And it's nearly 46-0. Yeah. yeah, they fucked over the power. Bad, bad day for the... The, the Eels are, are dead as a club. I mean, merge or something, do something to them, they're fucked. Um, but they're talking about, you know, they're, they're going to be doing, like, you know, 20-minute... The 20-minute drink break thing and... Yeah, they were talking about that in the Penrith game as yeah, well. Yeah. Decided against it. Didn't happen. I mean, Chechen, those, you know, for what... You know, I've had a, a long-running, you know... Uh, dispute with him in the way he referees games but I thought the way that he blew penalties to give the players rest in trying conditions so many times actually worked out well they probably did have they probably had rests every three minutes (laughs) but um, I also heard and uh, someone tweeted us who was it let me scroll down here Um, Jason uh, J underscore S-I-N one one seven nine said, "I hope to hear you guys get stuck into the eels head trainer who thought it would be a good idea to make them do their full forty minute warm up drill in forty degree heat just before kickoff." Now remember that on the radio they had like you know girds or someone they're saying like what are they going to do for yeah, in games like this? What's the how's the, how do things change? You know, and one thing one thing he said was. Look, you, you wouldn't go out and do like the full warm up and heat and everything like that. Yeah, you'd, just, you'd probably do a much much more stripped down and you know lighter version of things. You know, stretching to get you know to get going. And yeah, to hear that the Parramatta guys had to do like a forty minute fucking warm up in that. I tell you, is, it, it's very interesting. There's a lot of talk in sports science circles at the moment that warming up is completely useless anyway. Yeah, well, then there's been a lot of talk about, like, like stretching as well. Like, that's, yeah. you know, there, there are people who are proponents or whatever that of it having no positive benefit. And, yeah, with with the, the general uh, yeah. example being, you know, do you, do you see a lion standing up behind a tree fucking doing its calves? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Before it goes to take down. Yeah, exactly. Gazelle, yeah. Um, as, as different as that is. Um, but, yeah, especially in weather like that, and we'll ne- and we'll never know if that was the determining factor because Parramatta, you know, they they started like the first you know couple of minutes they looked fine they looked up for it but fuck once the points once Manly started punching them yeah it was one way traffic and I mean they did in the you know in the first ten minutes of the second half they came out and they looked like you know they almost scored but you know the game the horse had 
long since fucking bolted at that point. Correct. And um, and Manly we're just we're not going to be stopped. If this if this is the seventeen that that Barrett wants to run with, Lewis Brown will never play first grade again. In fact, he's not even in the twenty-one this week. Fuck. And uh, and I, I I heard he played Regis, and I think he went okay, but um, even well. But uh, this the 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 prop rotation they've got now turning Sean Lane into a prop. Remember what I said last year about you know about him being the dumbest player that someone's yes. played with. Yes. When he's not playing on the edge, you don't have to tell him what to do. Defense is a lot easier as well because yeah. you're just fucking there and you're a brick wall in the middle. Yep. And fuck, he's thriving. Yeah. He absolutely fucking... Bi- I'm stunned. Yep. He's not only a useful player or a contributing player, he was fucking beast mode. And all of... And the, the, that rotation of props, I mean, they've got... You know, hopefully they keep penalty machine Lussick out. I mean, he, I think he's eligible to be back this week. I think he's in the 21 this week. Um, I, don't, I don't think you need him. With I think Lloyd Parrott and um, and uh, Fanua Blake and uh, Lane and then uh, and uh, Marty are fucking killing it. Those guys are killing it, and that fucking direct power game through the middle with a fast paced shit. They didn't they, like last week against the Knights. They just they get to twenty out, and they just go going side to side, side to side, and you yeah. know, no one's going forward, and there's no way through. And these when they get these guys. <coughs> The, the sole intention was to run through them in the centre third of the field and then that opened up all the opportunities for the guys there and you're getting all the tries out wide and you're getting the tries on the edge and yeah. Ciro picked up a couple. And then with this sort of almost like a five-man rotating spine they've got now as well, when they had... I mean, it was necessitated through injury at one point there where Croker had to go off, but they had, instead of um, moving Hastings into the halves, they put they moved Appy into the halves yep. and then Hastings took over from dummy half even when Appy was on the field... And that worked fucking brilliantly. And then you've got fucking you've got Jake Turbo acting almost like a second five eighth anyway. The way that you know with his ball handling skills, it's just they're fucking so dangerous. If they can, if that's the seventeen they're going to run with, and that's the the style of play they aspire to, and if they can achieve some version of that yeah. with low errors, they're I dare say they're almost fucking unstoppable. I would say it used to be that when somebody would say to me that you know who who is your complete footballer. Yeah, like if I was to take a kid, yep, and, and I had to pick one player to say, mould yourself after that. Yep, it used to be Matchelet. Yep, I, I used to say that he was the most well-rounded footballer currently playing. I'd have to say now that it's Jakey T. Yeah, it's fucking just unbelievable. Um, and and it's funny you mentioned all those names, and like Joel Thompson was like the, pretty much the only one of the only fucking signings we had in the off season. Yeah. Completely ineffective in attack, but holy fuck, that left-hand side now that used to be like it was it was Jorge, Brian Kelly, and then you know I think there was like Winterstein or something like yeah. massive fucking liability yeah, yeah, hole yeah. there. Breaks were made down there. That was if we were going to get fucked over, that was where it was going to happen. He has locked that side down so fucking tight now yep. he makes fucking Kelly a better player because he doesn't have to think about he doesn't have to make rash decisions in defence because he's been fucked over on his right hand side yep. and and Kelly fucking another year of getting just older in the head and you know just getting a bit more between the ears in terms of footballing experience yeah, and like Manaus yep and he looks bigger, but fucking the speed when he put yeah. on the fucking the yeah. step and got and got rid of Hayne. Like, jeez, 
Oh, and Brad Parker, I mean, he's only fucking placeholdering for, for Dylan Walker at this stage, but he was great too. And like any time, you know, one of the strategies of the, the Eels that, you know, that, that, they, that they did try was they trying to run, you know, big guys to try and run over top of like Mao and that to run over top of Cherry Evans. Yep. But any time, he didn't get past Wolfen, but when he did, Parker was there immediately, dumped him straight away anyway. So yeah. just one of those games where you can't single out a single person because the dream, it just, it was the dream. Everyone did their job. <coughs> Everything went perfectly to plan, and and the result was just fucking ridiculous. And this is a result that I mean, given the the rivalry and you know the hatred between Manly and Parramatta over the years, I mean this uh, this result is up there for me. It's one of the greatest results in the history of the club yeah. in terms of like the sixty one nil win over the Dragons in nineteen ninety four, fucking forty nil grand final. Um, it's what, like I put it up there with those those performances, and then. The fitness in those conditions too. They didn't fucking slow down or look tired or start making mistakes because they were fucked yeah. or any of the, any of that. Playing in the most ridiculous of conditions as well. So yeah, well, it's not like they were playing Penrith or anything. Well, it's the, at the end of the day, I mean, you're running a lot of tries. I mean, you're doing covering more meters than you would in a closely fought game. Yes, one guy. But <laughs> yeah, look, you know, well, it, it was a fantastic win for Manly. Don't get me wrong, but the disappointing thing, I think, Parramatta. There was never any hint of a fight back, you know. No, it no. was almost as if, like, because they started off last week, and they were all over Penrith. Yeah. And then in the second half, they got run over. Yeah. There, there was no, holy shit! This happened to us last week. We spoke about this. We need to do this about it. Yeah. There, yeah. there was nothing out of Parramatta. So. Yeah, so. I mean, and they did have the fortunate. I mean, they were kicking off the second half, and they did have the, you know, the weird bounce that went over, over um, Uate and, and into touch off the kickoff. So yep. they got to attack from very close range to start the second half, and they they came close. But uh, you know, it, at the end, that was that was the other pleasing thing. It wasn't like Manly just avalanched them and then held on. It was they scored at least one try in every ten minute period of the game, except for that ten minutes. Immediately after half time, yep. Um, just amazing, very pleasing performance. Cherry Evans, fucking amazing, uh, earned earned every cent. I mean, he's fucking. He's at the moment, at the point now. I mean, we're not paying him enough. He's, he's done the ten million. He's, he's starting to sound like a fucking Tigers fan. He's after already trials. Ca- he's already cashed in. He's already he's, he's already earned the ten million dollars, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> and the greatest and the biggest win in the history I of thought, the club I against thought, Parramatta. I'd- I thought a Tigers fan saying we've just won two grand finals was the biggest bullshit thing I was going to hear this week. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, yeah, just uh, a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful performance for the ages, and um, good goal kick from Cherry Evans as well. And this, and because they smashed him up the middle, he wasn't having to kick every fucking conversion from the sideline. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, one of them, the Jorge's was out in the sideline, but I mean, other than that, I mean, they're mostly sort of, you know, 10 to 15 either side of the uprights, if not directly, you know, in front. So, uh, just tremendous, tremendous performance all around, topped off by one of my favourite things in rugby league, which is the opposition coach having to do their press conference while deafening team song happens, and you know, you know that they've got someone out there going. Now, now, okay, now. No, <laughs> it's not deafening team song. It's cunt hole of a ground that doesn't have any fucking space, and it's got three fucking rooms in it, which is fucking tremendous. 
And I'll tell you, watching the reverse angle of that, like it, it was great. It was great watching watching Manor almost crying and lost for words, and it was great watching that fucking Benedict Arnold shit cunt fucking Brad Arthur having to front up and you know the, the club that he that he you know tried to fuck over you know to to no effect. Um, it was great watching him have to eat the dicks. But uh, the flip side, when you're seeing the dressing room doing the Jake fucking like you talking about him like the complete football blah blah blah. The way he gets into the fucking team songs yeah. afterwards as well. I mean, that dude is like uh, fucking exactly the type of guy that you want at your te- at your club. I mean, just giving it everything all the time. Love it. Um, the only thing I do I do miss about the team songs this year is they used to be really fucking cute last year, and Blake Green would always have like his little kid. He had like a little like four year old son or something in there, and the little kid giving it loads, like you know, leading the song. True. So I do miss Greeny, but um, still fantastic. So are they all just tweets from yourself this week? Because no, no, my tweet, my fucking tweet game was fire though. I'm not gonna lie. I did, I didn't, I did enjoy myself. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just hard to, it's just hard to uh, not enjoy uh, honestly like just read the fucking tweets <laughs> the only team I could have enjoyed that more happening against would be the Storm I reckon yeah okay yeah uh, Super Grover 4 speaking of Storm holy fuck just saw the score from Manly Eels game what the f- actual fuck happened I don't feel so bad going down to Ian Decline and his mates last <laughs> night now that's not getting butt hurt that's getting a train on you by Bubba and the whole of Cell Block H <laughs> Alpha Ben RL. The Eels were so bad, they made Jackson Hastings look good. Mainly with clinical, well played. Fuck you, man. Jackson Hastings fucking carried the Roosters in that last season that he had when fucking Pierce had, you know, was fucking dogs and whatnot. That's true. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and so and Jason, Jason Deerham. So, yeah, thank you. I thought it would be Brad Arthur that would be the guy that would have would be the final decision about how we're going to warm these guys up before the game. But he's actually named. It was a trainer, Lachlan Wilmot. He's an ex-AFL trainer. So it figures he's the guy that needs to get fucking blasted for a 40-minute warm-up drill <sighs> in 40-degree heat. Yeah. Uh, Titanic underscore Garth underscore. Maybe two underscores? I don't know. The Hain plane doing his best to eject another coach. Lynn Shields, 48 hours on and our glorious victory is still perfect. DCE very much earned his 10 million. March premiers by 54 points. I'm not claiming the March premiership yet. We've got one more game to go. Got the big final. <laughs> <laughs> and we need someone we need one of these other teams to drop drop a game but uh, yeah for and against is what a lovely fucking boost at the start of the season uh, Newcastle Knights 30 defeat the Canberra Raiders 28 uh, down there at GIO uh, in front of a crowd of just over 12,500 the uh, Raiders going down 28-30 or 30-28 for the second consecutive week the Knights uh, tries to Guerra Fitzgibbon Moga Watson and Matautia Ponga, four or five conversions and a penalty goal. The Raiders, 28, came from tries to uh, Rapana, Croker, and a double to Whitehead. Croker, three or four conversions and three penalty goals. Is he not Rapana? I believe, I, th- I think he has actually even said, like, it's Rapana, yeah. Okay. Ripner. I just. <laughs> Old habits die hard, though, right? Yeah, they do. They, uh, thought Blake Austin looked good for the Raiders. Finally, finally though, it's like he's the Techno Vikings back. I especially thought he looked good when he darted out in the last set against Mitchell Pearce with the fucking gaping Hope Solo-sized hole in the defensive line. <laughs> fucking hell! Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was good to see Techno Viking run running the fucking ball. Yeah, he still, he still, despite the problems of last year, 
He still has an issue with letting it go, though. He fucking does. He still does not like passing from... Maybe he can't pass from left to right. Maybe he's like a Zoolander thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, you know, if that's the case, maybe he needs to attack the other side of the yeah. field. It, it's tough for the Raiders when, when they've done everything that they needed to do to win this game. Mm-hmm. And got it to themselves, what was it, to 28-20, I think, yep. with the last, you know, little bit to go? Yeah. And it's and look, you know, there's you can never blame the the winner or loss of a football game on on one person. No, but things like Austin rushing out of the line to to try and do the hero play on Mitchell Pearce, yeah, you know, that that sort of shit hurts you in midfield. It fucking kills you on your try line, mm-hmm. like the the brain explosion there. It's just a rushing like. It's when is it ever apart from state of origin? Take state of origin. When has it ever worked out well for someone to rush yeah. up on Mitchell Pierce? Yeah, that's how the Tigers fucking started squandering their fourteen nil lead exactly. back in the two thousand and ten or whatever yep. the ninety minute game was. Yeah, hundred exactly. minute game. Exactly. Um, from the night side of things, I'll tell you. You know, you, you talk about these young kids that that come into the game, and and Brock Lamb was the same mm-hmm. last year. You know, he uh, he had a couple of fuck ups. Yep. That we're either going to break him or, or make him, but good old Pongy's rising to the challenge. Well, he's, let's face it: when he got his time at the, his time in the big in the big leagues with the Cowboys, you know, it was, it was apparent that he was a, a fucking superstar yeah. in, in waiting. And now, yeah. now he's at the team where he's been given the spot. He probably have the spot now at the Cowboys anyway, which is a funny thing. But yeah, the thing is, he's got his chance now, and he's and he looks every bit of the superstar that we were promised by the glimpses we got of him. Yeah, but you know earlier. Taking on the goal kicking early mm-hmm. in his career, he, yep. it's uh, you know that team they really look like, and, and this is again that culture I think that Brownie's instilled in them. That last year they were getting fucked out of games by ten minutes, twenty minutes. I can yep. remember late in the season they were they were playing the Storm mm-hmm. and they were tied with the Storm yep. for for sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. But then it was that last twenty. So now to have them put in those eighty minute efforts, yep, that's a massive increase for these teams. So um, for the Knights to be one of the two that are two two and zero, and it's actually fantastic. it's it's interesting and yeah even the guys like Guerra I mean he was like he was cooked at the Roosters last year. Yep. Now I mean I'm not saying he's amazing now, but he's contributing to these guys and he's exactly who they needed. Yeah. I mean I I, I saw like Roosters were kind of laughing like fucking great taking off our hands yeah, but he's actually contributing player to the side and yeah just what you know just the kind of old experienced sort of head yeah. That uh, these little kids need. Yeah, tell tell me you haven't seen that a bunch of times before in rugby league. Yeah, like Luke Lewis was absolutely cooked. Yeah, at Penrith, absolutely cooked. He was considering giving the game away, mm-hmm. and then it was Gus that said to him, "No, you just need to get out of here." Yeah, you know. So maybe for Guerra that was the case. Right. Change of scenery in a yep. new environment. Yep. Um, Rusty Hard up. It's good to see Techno Viking in some form. Pity it was all for naught and two. Mitch the Geo. And still no motherfucking asterisk. Fuck yeah. Hashtag it's all around two. Uh, Alpha Ben RL. Raiders. Raided by the Roosters rejects. Well done, Knights. That was a good watch. Ponga is looking on point. Yeah. Uh, life is a thigh day. Croker is a great player and all, but by God, he's a shocking captain. The Faders keep losing matches in the last 10 minutes and need a better field general to manage games. Look, I th- you know, captaincy is one thing, but I mean, game management is definitely a Raiders problem. And if you look yep. back statistically through the last two seasons, the three seasons, probably yep. the Ricky era, 
the amount, I can't remember the exact number, but the amount of games that they have lost by, you know, six points or less or whatever yeah, is ridiculous. But then if you look at the amount of them that they'd actually led up until a certain point, it's, yeah. it's nearly all of them. Like, it's crazy. I'm almost worried that the Raiders are going to be the next Souths and Dogs in that the the style of football, like, I, I think their forward pack probably want to drop between 5 and 7Ks each. Okay. Just so they can, because it's those teams now that are playing like Manly played yep. on the weekend, just that direct, fast game through the middle. Yep. Um, they're the ones that are being successful. And that's been, and, and the thing with the Raiders, I mean, they having the big boys like last year or probably the end, the end of the year before, yep. That was that was what was working for him, and yeah. they're just skilling people with the big guys, and then they could get like you know. Then you had your Leilua and yeah. and 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 Rappina brilliance, and you know, shit. They just pull out their ass on yep. the on the right hand side. Um, but now then then it became like last year. That was a thing. People yeah. would just run the big guys around, run around them, and you know, straight away from the get go, you know, kicking long, kicking, turn yep. them around, that's and it. tire them out, and that's how they then that's how they beat them. Uh, Mr. Palmer teacher, as much as I'm over moon with the Knights, uh, with the two Knights wins in a row, I did worry a bit when the Raiders got out to a bit of a lead. I know where it would have led. And hash up the Knights, hash, no we can't, bruh. Canberra faders, a bleed green seer doctor. <laughs> These motherfuckers, 280 characters. I was okay with characters. But everyone about. wants to be Tolstoy. <laughs> Kevin underscore Cook 99. What kind of fucking haircut do you call whatever Charlie Gubb is sporting? Look, to me, I thought it was just like a... It was much like your man bun sort of situation, but he just didn't get there. You know what I mean? Like, he sort of... He wanted... That's what he wanted, but he just kind of didn't... See, I'm seeing a bunch of these Gene Simmons at the moment. I'm okay with that. (laughs) So so what are we calling it? The God of Thunder? Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, it's not a cunt urban samurai. Yeah, yeah. And fucking anything Gene Simmons does, I'm okay with. So, you know. <laughs> he did say that, like, yeah, that hip-hop's not a valid form of music and, it, and it, it, uh, it's going to die. Yeah, he also copyrights, like, every third every fucking... word in the dictionary. So, you know, he's probably copyrighted hip-hop. <laughs> Okay, week three, and uh, we have the Melbourne Storm starting us off on Thursday night versus the North Queensland Cowboys down in Melbourne. Um, this one, Morgan has been named to return to the Cowboys side, which uh, drops Tamari back to the bench, uh, whether that happens or not. I know he's travelled down with the side, Yep. so you'd have to think that there's be, there's a fairly decent chance that he will take the field. Um, Depending on the state of play again he's not the worst option to have on your bench these days either well he's you know he's done that you know at a you know state of origin level and stuff so I mean yeah so I was just going to say if Morgan's right to start tomorrow Martin's oh, tomorrow Martin yeah. Bench, yeah, yeah yeah and but yeah again you know to your he's point he's him in Morgan, he's, he's Morgan in on the bench yeah I mean yeah, like, if Morgan's underdone yeah. I can't imagine they would they, they you know clubs these days they don't have a lot of money they don't send people down <laughs> really unless there's a <laughs> A decent chance that they're going to take the field. Yeah. And um, 
I know the Cowboys, they'd, they'd love to have him back, especially for a game against Melbourne Storm. Lost a milestone game at home in front of a big crowd. Uh, they'll be smarting. You right. know, the Bellamy would have had him fucking shovel and bitch him in like a... Yeah, in round four, yeah. Storm played the Tigers and ended up beating him by 12 points. Yep. But the Tigers had him to yep. the first half of football. Yep. And from that point on... That's when it started happening. Yeah, Penrith played them the next week <laughs> and they were just this fucking that was the one where they were just like where at the end of the game the last 10 minutes where it was just drop out after drop out they just just shoved them down the end and just kept them there exactly so um you know both teams coming off a loss Uh, yeah the Cowboys though I mean we're talking about you know gelling and all this sort of thing at the early this early stage of the season the Cowboys I dare say are a more complete and you know coherent outfit especially attacking yeah at this point. They are. Uh, I just got a little bit more faith in uh, the fear that Bellamy can instill in the safety of family members. Yeah, I mean, Melbourne in Melbourne is a very... Yeah, Melbourne at home is... Well, it's an automatic tip, which you know, would have cost some people last week, no doubt. Um, myself included. Yeah. But, yeah, look, I'm at this stage, I still will keep faith in the storm. But... You know, we'll see how things start to shake out. I don't know how many weeks. How many, how many weeks do you give teams to get their shit together? Or round how, five. How, yeah. Normally round five's my cutoff. For- yeah, for me, I mean, I'm probably more three three to four, leaning towards four, I think, because with, you know, just historically speaking, a team loses their first four games. It's very difficult and, you know, not common for yeah. them to feature, yeah. you know, in yeah, any yeah. stage of the season. So that's probably about the alarm bell time, I think. Um, Friday night, pub slot, doggies take on, Paul, pub slot, pub side, doggies take on the Panthers at ANZ. This one, Frawley, has been dropped from the doggies. How the fuck is he your problem? I th- especially in the first game, I mean, most of their stuff came from him, didn't it? Except yeah. for foreign with his little uh, little short ball to, to Fertala Mariner. I was going to say he's been replaced by Benji Jr., but that's not exactly true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden Tolman at lock. Well, you can't say Dean Pay isn't fucking, fucking with the program. That is true. <laughs> he's happy um, to mix it up. Look, if, if there was ever a week where, where Penrith needed to get off to a good start at tier, and I think this is a good side, who... I think what you're trying... What you're actually, I, I heard what you said, but I think what you meant was... Thank God if, we're playing a team that, for nothing fuck, in attack. Thank, thank fuck we're playing the dogs because this week we'll get off to a good start and won't go down by 14 yeah, points. that's true. Um, yeah, look, again, Penrith have been guilty in the past of going in uh, unprepared mentally. So I, I really do hope that, that they're up for a team that will be smarting from two losses and give them the attention they deserve. It's going to be another physical game. Um like is determined to show everybody that he's going to score a million tries this year from scoots out of dummy half, and our middle's been exposed. Isn't it amazing way when he gets when he's allowed to run the ball? Yeah, just because you're allowed to do something doesn't mean you should do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually has um, generated more in the oh, last, shit. like you know, going back to like you know a couple of weeks yep. before the end of the season as well. Yep, um, I'll give him that. Since, old, since, since he since he decided that Hazel could fuck himself, um, and he was actually going to try and you know take his career into his own hands and perhaps generate a contract <laughs> yeah. for himself. Uh, and and Penrith's middle's been a, a little bit soft this year, so, um, you know, still a danger game, but I think... You're going to fucking win by 18 minimum and you're not going to go down by 14 to do it. 
That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> You've never been a Penrith fan, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I've, 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 I've vicariously lived the life for a couple of years now through you. <laughs> the other Friday night game shocked me. It's the Broncos. West Tigers take on the Broncos down at uh, Campbelltown, Jared's house. Um, well, this is a another test of the, the streak of horror five first round games for the, the Tigers. Yeah. Um, they've, acquitted, so they've acquitted themselves well so far. Um, I expect them to maintain that same brand of effort and, you know, determination and attitude for the 80 minutes. Yep. And then comes down to again, can they score enough points? Will their defence hold? Look, you know, if they're playing the round one Broncos... Sure. I still don't think, even around one Broncos, I still think we'd have more points and we'd still beat them. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, man. Look, it's just, it's like the Warriors a bit too. Like, it's the Tigers. It's, yeah. It's been amazing so far and, and you know, so admirable the way that they've conducted themselves so far in the season. But it's like... Yep. If, we haven't, if we're giving teams a benefit of the doubt for not performing, then the jury's still out on the teams that are oh, performing. Okay, here's the thing. Last week, the Broncos off the back of Pangai mm-hmm. stood up to, you know, Scott, Tomololo, Bolt, okay, yep. Pomololo, Granville. Yep. You know, that, that level of forward pack, Ethan mm-hmm. Lowe with it. Yep. It, you know, Chris Lawrence. Yeah. You know, that, that pack. Huth. And as good as Russell Pack has been in terms of an addition to that pack and getting their mm-hmm. their cunt level up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that it's going to be such a battle of the forwards, and I think that's where Brisbane will win it. Benji Marshall revenge game? Not a factor? No. <laughs> Don't you love the whole revenge game? Some cunts played for a team at some stage. <laughs> They're playing against that team. Revenge game. Uh, I, think, I think I've heard Benji say that, you know, Love my time with the Broncos, and I Resur- left, resurrected my career. Essentially, I left on very good terms, and I left as a better a better player you know, than I'd gone in. Yeah. You know, at least, not in terms of obviously the guys. Yeah, was yeah, brilliantly gifted naturally. But I mean, I, I think even you know even the most ardent Benji fan would admit that he was fucking. Good. He could have retired before that season, and yeah, ended it all. And, well, he was unwanted. Yeah. The only yeah. reason he was at the Broncos was because he was unwanted and he yep. came cheap. Yep, and he was prepared to play you know, for Redcliffe. And That's it. Yep. So. So, yeah, look, I'm going to have to go the Broncos. I'd love for the Tigers but to win. I just don't oh, think fucking pr- prove me wrong, no Tigers. Seriously, score some points. Yeah. Score 54 of them. Fucking, I don't give, I don't care. Just put it through these <laughs> Matt Lodge and his band of cunts. Um, the Raiders take on the Warriors in Canberra. Canberra had an alright go with these home games. Well, I guess they say, I guess you could say, conversely, they'd be fucked in the ass having all these home games at the start of the season yeah, when, it's, when it's not a factor. You at know. 2 o'clock on yeah. a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, again, they Austin did Austin Bench, Caesar in the halves. <sighs> Ouch. They did it to the, uh, the Bunnies in round one. I reckon the Warriors just run all over these guys. I think the way that the Raiders are built at the moment yeah. and the way that they've been playing, they do seem to be one of the sides that would more play into the hands of what the Warriors are doing at the moment. Yeah. Can the Warriors, you know, can the Warriors replicate the attitude and enterprise of the first two rounds? Who fucking knows? It's the Warriors. 
If they can't, then they'll lose. Yeah. If they can, I mean, they could they could absolutely put it through Canberra. I just don't. It's, uh, it's the, so the only close. the only way Canberra will win this game is by belting the Warriors early, and I think with the the attitude the Warriors are playing with at the moment, they'll be up for the challenge. So no, I'm tipping the Warriors. And uh, it's good to see our old mate um, Grabber on the passy is making his. Uh, he's been promoted to the, the first grade for the Warriors since his move. I thought he got injured in the trials. Well, he was in the he was in the twenty one, but not in the seventeen. But he's been promoted to the interchange uh, at the expense of it seems uh, the expense of Sam Cook. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I we'll thought see. he was out for a bit longer. Well done. So hopefully he'll be, uh, yeah. Fucking legend. Grabbing, grabbing, uh, grabbing on the parsey down there at the nation's capital. The Rabbitohs take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at uh, ANZ Stadium. Another double header um, at the moment. And uh, for for three of the four teams, it's uh, desperate times. We've got three. <laughs> what a double header. Three of the four teams haven't won a fucking thing. <laughs> Come and see these teams they haven't won shit. Um, but the Rabbitohs. Sam Burgess pending inclusion. I don't know what's happening there. I know he was. Uh, was it a cannonball? Yep. That he got done for? Yep. So he's. Um, obviously, he's got prize, the fucking list of prize as long as your arm. So, yeah, true. So if he even remotely gets, gets tagged with yeah. this one, he's missing the game. Um, Inexperienced halves, um, you know, a halves combination that's only one game in with a guy who's playing his second game. Um, if Sam Burgess is out, I mean, the level of cunt that guy's got, that, that then <coughs> pretty much takes the main threats of the Rabbitohs and reduces the main threats of the Rabbitohs to probably Crichton and Cook to be contained. Yeah. And um, then, like, Cody Walker's, you know, fantastic player, and obviously Inglis, Inglis and Gay Guy in the. In the centres, uh, fucking fantastic yeah. on paper, fantastic centre pairing. You yep. know, it's yep. the equal of any in the competition. Um, but you take a guy like Burgess out, yeah, and uh, and then the the power forwards, you know, they can start replicating the if they start replicating what they did again last week, then it's not going to be the same result. I mean, that's a magical result. However, I still see a big win. If they can play, if they can bring bring a similar a similar sort of style and execution, and keep the penalties down, yeah, I see I see a similar sort of thing. I think the Rabbitohs they can't fucking stop it. The Eels are, the Eels have got a better pack overall than than uh, than the Rabbitohs do. Ah, uh, uh, the 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 Eels have got an uh, an effort pack. And once they stop trying, yeah, they're not a pack anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. So, yeah, yeah. No, still tip manly. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, Rabbitohs have got some fucking stars and some massively declined names. Yeah, true. And you know, and some fucking Nevilles. Yeah. So manly, manly by plenty. Hopefully, give the crowd this double header some entertainment because the match that follows it, the Parramatta Eels take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. The fucking poverty. Please give us two points, cup. Yeah, it's the pl- it's, it's the thank fuck one of us get a win with something in our win column this week. Jesus. Unless we get an extra time draw, which would be the great. Remember back, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a long, it wasn't a lifetime ago when Parramatta versus Cronulla was like one of those Monday night football games that would end yeah. like fucking ten six, and it was just an absolute <laughs> fucking punish yeah. to watch. 
the Knights were another one. It was one of those three teams. The two of those three you know teams what? against each this, other. This should be called the fucking Settling Cup. Why is that? Because the rest of the fucking rugby league community have to contribute so someone can get a charity fucking two points out of this. <laughs> you fucking winless cunt clubs. Look, I think the Cronulla start. I mean, like the Eels... There's the bounce back factor after you know smarting from a terrible loss. Yeah. I don't think I don't. I just don't know if they've got that bounce back in them. Look, I think they'll put up much uh, a much better showing. I just think Cronulla's got too much on paper for them. And the thing with the the, the, the Sharks, I mean, you know, we can joke about them all we like, but I mean, they haven't been travelling that badly either. Yeah, true. I mean, they've 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 lost both their games, not by huge margins, and they've been in them at various points. Like you know, they've, they've been winnable games. Yes. So. You know, hopefully, uh, well, Lewis is he? He's in. The, he's in the twenty-one thing. How far? I mean, what's his story? Why isn't he there? What happened to him? I forgot. Um, just fucking just old. old. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, look, yeah. It, the the fact that the the sharks have that much representative class about them. Yep. And they're one of those sides that every week they need to get better. They got a new halves, Perry. I think they'll be too good this week. Tell them, I mean, they need they need to somehow bodyguard up Matt Moylan and because uh, you know Manu Mao will be trying to feed on him, <laughs> get in, him to hold his pocket. <laughs> in, the, in the words of Levy, is looking for another tattoo teardrop. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> but look, I think I think the Sharks are going to finally get one in the win column for sure, and uh, and Parramatta will uh, be firmly ensconced in the in sixteenth. Uh, yes. Unless you guys can absolutely put a, a, a fucking comparable massacre on the, on the doggies like we did to, to the Eels last week. Yeah. Okay, where are we? Titans take on the Dragons. In the T-Bar. Clive Berghoffer Stadium out Toowoomba. I wanted to get down to that one, but I think I'm going to be able to. This game came up fucking way quicker than I expected. You know what? If it wasn't at fucking 3.10pm, I would. Yeah, don't want to be driving down the mountain at like fucking 7 o'clock at... Oh, no, Sunday, no, I don't Sunday that. night. No, if I could actually like do some shit and then go, but yeah, yeah it's not that far. Gonna fuck your day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, dragons, dragons. Yeah, if we're talking, what are you even saying? <laughs> I mean, Taylor's back, so, so the, the times I expect that they would have Taylor's not definitively back. Okay, the word is that he should be back. Okay. Should be is not good enough. Yeah, but even yeah. if, yeah, Dragons. Because the alternative is, is what, LG to seven and Cartwright in yeah. six. Yeah, that's in, the, you know, Penrith will tell you. Yeah. Penrith fan will tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> that ain't something. <laughs> no, red light. And the late Sunday game, the Roosters take on the Knights at Allianz. Well, well, well. Another big test, and this is a discarded Roosters revenge game. Yeah. Mitchell Pearce was—he was talking. He wasn't talking mad shit, but he was—he had some lines. This is a Nick. You set me up with some fucking powder, and then told the popo where I was to get rid of my contract. <laughs> revenge games. <laughs> yeah, what we've got was—is is there three of them? Four. Guerra, SKD. Yeah, yeah. Pierce. Pierce. Who's the fourth? Uh, three. 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 My mistake. Um, see, Jamie Bure is back. I thought Jamie Bure was out still. Oh, wow. I don't know, but he's in 16. But, uh, yeah. In any case, look, I th- I think I'd love to see the Knights get up here, but... Did Ken Seo play for the Roosters? Ken Seo played for the Roosters. No, he played for the Eels. Played for the Eels. Yeah, and then he fu- before he fucked off the England. That's right. A bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think... 
that the Roosters showed enough. They they're, they're starting to get it together. Tedesco starting to trail in. Cronk and Tedesco yeah. starting. They're starting to emerge, and, and um, you know their understanding is getting a lot better. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's not like a Cronk and Beery thing yet, but it's getting it. You know, it, it's building. Uh, all I think I feel the Roosters are starting to come together, and the Knights have won two games from two. But they're both games that they've just, you know, they they show yeah. great resolve to not lose them. Yeah. But look, they're underestimated no, round one. Yep. They beat the Raiders in round two. You look at both of the teams. Mm-hmm. The and as you know, he's a fantastic player, great servant to the game, dual premiership winner. But the Roosters don't have a, a Chris Hinington on their team. You know. Yeah. They're a, they're a, a much more fresh faced yep. football club, so I've got to pick the Roosters here. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, mailbag this week. Uh, we had some uh, some good feedback on the show. We had um. The magician, uh, Twill Magician, he's changed his handle now. <laughs> Forget what it was last week, but he's changed it to Twill Magician. Loving the return of the slimmer pod. Arsenal was fine, and ESL was always an excuse to find a skip button. But trim the fat back to basics, uh, uh, and this is why it's the only footy pod that matters. And that's uh, that's someone residing in England <laughs> saying that. And like, honestly, we didn't trim anything back consciously. It's just, just fucking disorganised to start the season, yeah. essentially. And... Um, and so Nat will be back. Well, the fact that Nat has now an actual career that is yeah. a nine to five regular thing, yeah, yeah, makes it tough. Yeah, but it was, and honestly, we've changed from Tuesdays as well, so we just need to rearrange how we, you know, timing yeah. of how we do things as well. Um, because you know, it used to be like an easy thing to do, like you know, before cheerleader training and stuff like that on a Wednesday afternoon, yeah. or Wednesday night, or whatever. So, but we'll figure it out. And um, but as far as footy brains go, can't get much better. And uh, I did. I was talking to a magician the other day, and he is saying that he may come down for the meetup at the grand final day. Fuck. <laughs> From it, that's going to be. Uh, I mean, <sighs> I mean, we've had wars turn up at one because the Broncos happened to be in the grand final that year, and yeah. I mean, you know, coming down from Singers yeah. to, to, to Sydney. But um, that and would, that, that year that we had a lot a of Brisbane guys here. But yeah, England that would be a record. Oh, uh, we had we had Sam uh, Sam Dunn come down. I mean, he was on a holiday in Australia at the yep. time when he came through. But um, that would be that would be an all all time record. Um, and our pops comes down from North Queensland. Yep, yep. Uh, and we have a blue MTS. He said, uh, the, the podcast is the icing on the sumptuous round one cake. Love your work, boys. Thank you, sir. Uh, blue underscore beaver. I rate the rejig of the sections. The episodes feel more balanced with news ba- news and bag at the end without losing any of the elements we know and love. Who knew a great thing could get better? Bravo to you, fine sirs. Thank you, sir. Uh, Rocket underscore strapper. Can you please stop calling para fans cunts? It's upsetting my mum. Fuck wits. <laughs> <laughs> Do we call them cunts? I mean, we certainly called the team cunts. <laughs> Wally Frogmore. Uh, if I was a cunt, I'd say the shark's spine deteriorated like Stephen Hawking's, but I'm not, so I won't. De Niro. What's the longest ep ever? He was asking us because I was I put a tweet out there, you know, during the Manly game, you know, like clacks and four fucking hour four hours yeah. incoming four hour episode or whatever. He said, what's the longest episode ever? The reason why I put that question in, in the show is because, can someone look it up? <laughs> 
<laughs> I went into I went into the um, the 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 hosting for the podcast and um, the stats and everything like that and the old and the episode list and there's just no easy way to click a fucking uh, a header on the top yeah. of a column yeah. to say filter like by episode length. So and I, and the same for iTunes. iTunes does allow that, but it only shows fifty, yeah. the last fifty or whatever. So it's not great. And I mean, we know that we know some. Someone who's been around, like someone like Beer Boy, who's been around for like the the longest time, and uh, he's usually pretty good on those sorts of things, and can go and check like across the history of the episodes. Because I don't even have all all the episodes in my iTunes. I mean, I've only got from about episode. I saw 50. a fucking couple of that cunt's tweets today. Yeah. How he does not weigh 400 fucking kilos, I don't know. Oh, I think it's like, how he's not dead though. I mean, because he eats like nuggets and shit like a, like a champ. Yeah. But then he'll, he, like, he was down in Melbourne or something and he, there was a burger deal at like Hungry Jack's or something. It was cheaper to get like the, this two burger thing. So at the airport, he's bought it. He's eaten one burger, brought the second one back up to Sydney, stuck it in the fridge and ate it like fucking heated up and ate yeah. it like a week later. It, fucking hell. <laughs> The dude guts of steel, absolutely guts of steel. Um, uh, Melstar zero zero one uh, in regards to the the Fortnite celebrations in round one, and uh, said, "Yeah, Dukes has PlayStation, FYI." So uh, Dukes, hiss up. Put a bounty out on him too. Well, he, he, he could squat up with us. Yeah, he obviously not. He knows how to. He knows how to. No, he can't. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can squat up. Uh, you, you get your boys. No fucking... Get your fucking fingers. No get, fucking duct tape shoe-wearing cunts squatting up with me on Fortnite. He'd go and he'd, he'd, uh, he'd be like, oh, guys, I can't squat up. I've got to boil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, squat up with fucking Fergie Ferg or anyone. Yeah. And uh, step in there. Um, I had uh, uh, my mate Anthony over in WA, a Manly fan, sent me a message after... Um, the last podcast and he said off, the, off today's podcast you were mentioning the pub next to the Perth Stadium it's called Camfield and can fit around 5,000 in there it's also a brewery the new, sta- the new stadium is good but the service is shit the queues for beer are over in one hour at times the views are awesome though um, good to see heaps of games there too lots in manly colours um, his wife works for the for the WACA the Western Australian Cricket Association yep. who now play at that stadium and she really rates the new stadium um, there was an ad there that says the stadium has the best food and drink of any stadium in in the world and he says total bullshit but I keep bringing it up and it shits and misses so if there's some way you could mention that on the podcast it'd be awesome fantastic <laughs> I'll tell you what though that, that sort of stuff's normally you know if wait times are shit it's because they've only wanted to put half staff on well that's like what happens at times you know, all the time they'll shut down yeah. like a, like two like, you know two ends of bars and you know whatever yeah exactly um Actually, it's and had someone said, oh, sorry, I don't have the tweet in front of me. Had someone sent through like you know prices at Brookvale for for food and that, which is just atrocious as as most places. And we had um, uh, you know, people sent through like the the storm, you know, the, the stuff you can get down there. Very interested to see which stadium in Australia at this stage has the, the Dobson, best, yeah, has the best food. I tell you what, though, have you seen the deals for the double header? Fucking well, it was it was like twenty bucks. For a ticket for an adult, and I think you can bring three kids in for so you free. Can't, you can't buy this at the door. You got to buy it online. You're pre, yeah, it's, beforehand. It was twenty dollars for an adult. Twenty bucks. Each adult is entitled to bring three kids for free. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and pies are like three bucks or something. Exactly. It's, it, it's removing some of the objections that people have to getting out to a game. So plus, it's two games. There's, there's got to be some onus here on the the fans in Sydney. When it happens, you've got to you've yeah, got to jump if you're on. Available. It. Yeah, yeah. Get out there. 
because yeah, I mean, the, this is this is what people say is one of their objections to to getting to more yeah. games. The co- mo- mostly people with families saying the cost for an entire family to go and get in there, eat and drink and everything Even is prohibitive. It's two fucking Vuvuzela games with poverty teams. Well, look, you're gonna see you're gonna see some glorious fucking tries. You know, you, the 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 glamour the glamour fucking stars of the game like the Trebovich brothers. Fucking, you get to see some the up up close and personal fucking effort face to inspire you to go about your life with the same effort. Teary face, yeah. <laughs> Get out of the game. Plus a million tries, DCE, fucking you'll, you know, you know, have you ever seen, have you ever, have you ever seen a man earn, earn $10 million in 80 minutes? Well, you're gonna. Um, and still not play State of Origin. <laughs> good. Because you know what? Queensland aren't paying any of that $10 million. Okay. We're paying that $10 million. Okay. Do it for us. Yep. All right. <laughs> Tell you what, though, thank God, thank God, he doesn't play State of Origin because I mean it'd be fucking twenty in a row. We never fucking like at the moment. I've got hope. This year could be our year. Could be our year. Thurst- what do you reckon? Do you reckon Thurston is gonna like? He's 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 retired from Origin now. Blah blah yeah, blah. No, he won't play. If he's right, if he's like his shoulder is holds up and he's right for this entire year up through Origin, fuck. I reckon he could he could convince no like I, I don't think he would be called upon if if Munster had a shocker last year what if they lost the first game got no. smashed no. like worse than they did last year no. if Munster had a shocker last year they brought Alfie maybe. back from England yeah no. only just got to come from up the road the fact that he's coming through you know there's no, no chance <sighs> be interesting though I think Thurston's the type of guy that would like glory like when he fucked his shoulder by coming yeah, coming yeah, back to you know in game two this time so yeah, don't know. Um, we're twill tourists. I mean, not a cent, not a, not officially a twill tourist, but we had um. Oh fuck! I need to get his, his Twitter handle's been cropped out of here, but um, the poor cunt. I've got to get his. Uh, I've got to get his Twitter handle because he needs to be recognised for his sacrifice. But he's. I flew all the way down from North Queensland for this. My first game at Brookie. Maybe you were right. Maybe cunts do get what they deserve. <laughs> I've got to find. He sent a photo in his para jersey, giving us the forks. Um. I've got to scroll back through a lot of fucking pro-manly tweets here. My God. It never ends. Look at it, manly. You're so amazing. I'll tell you, while you're looking for that, yep, go I'll ahead. do the world's quickest fucking last man standing recap. Yes, please. Because nearly fucking everyone, big Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> that, that does not surprise me in the least. So, do you? what's the actual statistics? How many people are left alive at this point? There are 14 people left in the competition. Oh, 14's a lot. Right? I thought there'd be like two. No, 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 no. Um, but... You know, uh, we will run a second one <laughs> after this one finishes. So, oh, dear. Oh yes. Dear. Yeah, well, that's, that's the beauty of it. Once it falls down, jump in. Here Start we go again. again. Yep. That's yep, it. Exactly. I can, not for the fucking life of me, you think I can find this fucking tweet? Tell you what. Probably good. He probably doesn't want himself put out there as a Parramatta fan. Oh, look, I mean, I think yeah, I, I think Parramatta fans are built from staunch enough material that even though their team is is fucking terrible and uh, embarrassing on a cellular level, I think that they would still, you know, we all go through these times. Well, you know, not mainly fans, but you know, fans of clubs have bad times and and the, the, like the ones who stick through it have the opportunity to really enjoy it when it happens. For example, like your, your Cronulla fans who've had to endure, you know, year after year of getting absolutely fucking pumped. Fix your Twitter career. It's J.H. Bartley underscore 90. That's the one. That's the one. Um, Ives81 sent us some great Twill Tourist stuff from fucking Mexico. 
listening to This Week in League in the bus on the way to Chichen Itza in Mexico. And he's showing us some fucking temples and shit, some Mayan, Mayan shit. I don't think we've ever had anyone give us any tool tourist action from there, so it's fucking tremendous. And uh, Mick the Perm, of course, who's like starting to edge. He's going to, he's, he's, I mean, Warsy, he did all his travel in the off-season yeah, <laughs> most recently. True. Now he's Now he's stuck in Singapore, and, me, and meanwhile, Perm is just like, does he... <laughs> Does he ever put a fucking full day's work in? Uh, he said, I'm wearing my twill jacket and scarf in snowy Edinburgh, watching Penrith scrape home. And uh, the memberships. That's across an ocean. So we've had some uh, had some feedback on things with the memberships and um, the mention of potentially doing a revised, revamped new oh. version of the Restfault scarf has been received exceptionally well. Yes, it has. And on the other hand, I've had people saying, oh, is there an option like with the hat, without the hat? So what I propose to you is, is we haven't spoken about this because literally I had the thought this afternoon. I propose that we do the scarf in the membership and then we do the run of the hats or whatever and then people who want the hats can get a hat. So and then we do the scarf in the grown membership. Grown-ups can buy memberships and 14-year-old boys can buy hats? Yeah. Yeah, great. I'm all for that. Boom. It is, uh, it is ratified. It is settled. So let it be written. <laughs> That is full time for episode 279. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Um, hit the like button, share the posts around. I see you guys who uh, do it week in, week out. It's fantastic. And it's people who don't really pop up on Twitter and that as well. So thank you for people on the Facebook side of things. Um, you know, we'll keep the Facebook going as long as until, until we fucking delete it because Facebook are fucking harvesting everything from us more so yeah, than true. usual. The cunts. Um, iTunes, hit the subscribe button, smash it on and off, whatever you, you've got to do, off and on again. Um, and throw us a, a rating and review. The ratings have spiked uh, on there, so it's good to see. And um, I've got to try and make these larger because these, these reviews, we've got a couple of reviews to do in there so big that the fucking text is so small when I'm looking at it here oh what the fuck here we go so the first one chronologically was uh, from Beth underscore B underscore 97 uh, greatest podcast of all time five stars understatement to say the least got a new iPhone recently so I'm finally back on iTunes and can therefore leave a review on here I've been listening to the show since April 2014 and it's been nothing but pure quality with every episode I simply cannot remember a poor episode and I can remember many great ones it's been great mingling with Tool Nation on Twitter and making so many online friends and I even got to meet a few in real life at the grand final meetup a few come on now Oh, fucking tons. Yeah. If you're sick of the corporate mass media spreading bullshit and want to hear the real talk, then give these guys a listen. If I could rate this show 10 out of 5 stars, I would. Go the storm. Although, if any corporate mass media people would like to give a shitloads of money to spew your bullshit... <laughs> We're for sale. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> rusty, rusty DH. Gronk Magnetic. 5 stars. Not one for your granddad unless your granddad is Jason Nightingale. A great podcast for the whole community of colourful followers. Read Degenerates. That's all about league. Being from Adelaide, my league talk is minimised by the prominence of aerial ping pong. And Twill has given me a swagger of people and scum for bants. Can't thank you enough, lads. But I can't recommend it to anyone either. People just have to find it for themselves. Give it a listen. You'll never see Alice the Camel with the same scrope-busting enthusiasm again. <laughs> it's a very topical review, that I'll one. I'll tell you what. Yes. Just doing some quick maths. Yes. The number of people in South Australia, like the number that live there, Yep. there's a 47% chance that that's Nick Xenophon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tipping. 
Mitch retains his top spot. And well, at this stage, the spread from first to tenth is one. There's basically people who are on twelve out of what possible sixteen, yep. and then there's a bunch of people on eleven. So from the top to bottom, the twelves, we've got Mitch, Matt, Big Tiger. These these guys, I guarantee you, we've got Tigers fans, Penrith Tigers, Knights, St <laughs> George fans, predominantly in the top. And what, what do you know, Big Tiger? Then we go to eleven, Giannis. <laughs> Pele, Jared Ash, Snappy Sazi, Frag underscore Dog, Big Dan, Newcastle, and Mellon. Um, <coughs> last man standing we've heard about. I'm fucking stunned that there's 14. I, I, I might be wrong. I was certain we I ha- might be wrong. It might be less, but I, I, I think it was 14. From people replying to us, I, I did ascertain that there were more than one. But like, it wasn't over. The worst thing was the amount of people that emailed their tip through. And we're almost like, fuck, I don't want to be so boring so early on. But here's a storm. My yeah. guarantee. <laughs> no, no chance to go out on a limb now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, branch just broke, motherfucker. That's it. And uh, Supercoach, we've got the uh, Kirkinators, Bought Not Bread, Pineapples for the Pokies, Grey Ghost, Coffs Harbour Testimonial, The Cheap Seats, James Gabbay's Haircut, Top End Blues, Goon Squad, and Pass It to Ponga are our top 10. And that is almost completely a top 10 of new faces, I think, that we haven't ever seen in the top Fuck. 10 of the Supercoach competition, which is great. I mean, with this Supercoach thing, obviously the cream eventually does rise to the crop. And Toto's terrors. Where are you? Gonski. Gone. Gone. Fiji and Eels, gone. Fuck. Fuck, they're the actual Eels. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, people who probably stack their, their teams with Newcastle players. <laughs> yes. Knights players, not Knights players, Penrith Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, all, the, all the enthusiasm of early nice. season success. That's it. That's all we got time for. Pro- I know, I know, I, I warned, if not promised, the four-hour episode. But honestly, I did talk about the manly game a long time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, so that's it. Thanks for stopping to buy. Tell your friends. Oh, f- last thing. Oh yeah, my youngster. Yeah, who started a YouTube channel and given it want to harness the power of Tool Nation because when you start a YouTube channel, there's a couple of milestones that you need to reach in order, you know, to on the journey. And the first one you need to reach 100 subscribers. Um, that's so you can have like your own like YouTube.com forward slash whatever you want to, you know, yep. whatever. And rather than just being like user slash one one two or whatever. Um, and then the second the second milestone after that is 1,000 subscribers, which is when you can join the program, like you know, to monetize your shit and you know all that sort of thing, and you know pull five cents a view or whatever out of it. Um, so go to YouTube, search for Kylo Buster. That's K Y L O Buster, and um, throw a subscribe on his channel. You know, like up like up his videos. Every day he's asking me, "Con, let's go down and have a look at the dashboard and see if we've got any new subscribers and stuff like that." So. Don't don't be giving him fucking stupid comments and stuff like that. He's a little kid, but um, but but please, if you if you have if you do frequent YouTube and you know you've got an account or whatever, then yeah, throw him a subscribe. Um, if you're into, especially if you're into like you know Pokemon TCG and stuff, because at the moment, I mean, you know, there's a lot of um, he's got a he's got a wealthy uncle who is very guilty about being overseas at the moment, and so he's basically like buying him like booster box full booster boxes of Pokemon cards and stuff like you know every other week there you <laughs> so, go. so so he's uh, unboxing a lot of stuff like that and um and oh, yeah yeah and uh God, before you know it he'll be looking at dead bodies in Japan <laughs> well yeah hopefully I mean, hopefully he can uh, he can 
monetize it and then get us all over there to <laughs> Japan, go visit Pokemon centers and stuff. <laughs> but, um, you know, they yeah. don't really exist, right? You know, it's a TV show. No, no, there are like eight Pokemon centers in fucking in Japan. Yeah, no, but like two or three in Pokemon, two or three in Tokyo, one in Yokohama, okay, Tohoku. No, but they're not real. They're, they're actually real, like okay, shops, yeah, but and like restaurants Dis- and stuff. Yes. Mickey Mouse isn't really Mickey Mouse. It's a guy in a costume. No shit. Okay, good. Just making sure. <laughs> Disneyland, <laughs> Disneyland, however, is a real physical place that you yeah. can go to and enjoy the rides and yeah, stuff. Okay. Same, okay. same thing. Okay. Same fucking thing. Oh, yeah. And you, you, you say he's a, as a dumb cunt who the first time that our kids met just stood there in a world of their own just going blah blah stats Pokemon card blah stats hey. <laughs> non-stop to hey. each other. Chin Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> gotta buy them. Yes. Yeah. And I and if anyone's got a store and they want to they want to sponsor him by sending you some cards and shit then fucking believe me. That'd be fantastic. Because I've still got to hook up with a, a distributor who uh, who sells them through my businesses. See you next week. We'll See you next week. Football. Yeah, back to football. See you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> peas, peas, as they say in the in in in, in the hippity hop. <laughs>